Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Why, why why stop a good thing i guess because like i could i can always parse them just right um we haven't done this in a while and it's so weird when you think about like some of the life skills you would um that you're afraid of missing like you never like running a mile in eight minutes you're always afraid you're gonna lose that or maybe like i don't know i'm not i'm not afraid <laughs> of losing next i know i can't do it <laughs> i know beyond a shadow of a doubt i don't think i could i don't think i could drive a mile in eight minutes, because I think I'd get tired halfway to my vehicle, have to take a break, <laughs> and then eventually get into the car. Like, yeah, that's that's I mean, not yeah. happening. You guys so. don't really commute all that much. Well, I know Sarah does. Sarah, I could I could do a mile in about ten minutes. Man, I'm I'm just sitting here living free with this whole not walking or running thing. It's it's a good life, dude. So I'm getting I'm enjoying that. it very much. It's weird. I actually wanted to bring it up, and it's oh, it's so awful. Um, but no, I was gonna say you kind of th- like or, or playing guitar. Or, or catching a hacky sack with your foot, just, like, naturally. It's, like, one of those things that you kind of, like, in the back of your head kind of, like, worry about not being able to do once you're, like, 35 um, or something like that. But you whoa, never... whoa, whoa. I'm 36. I say, I, yeah, I'm 35. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I can't... I mean, it's true. I can't really do anything Fuck, you guys 35, are not but... 35 and 36. I'm yeah. 30, I just turned 36, man. I just yeah, turned I'm 35. 32. I forgot yeah. that I'm the baby. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the the wee one, the, yeah. the wee lad. Um, oh man, you still have all your teeth out bad too, huh, oh, dude? Yeah. And you know, it, but it's weird because In three like years, they'll get yeah. The one life skill you don't like think you'd give a shit about worrying about is like the ability to the podcast. If you don't do it enough, you kind of get weird and you feel like it's gonna be the first time you fucking plugged in like some shitty Logitech USB like mic that you bought. Um, it's like. Kind of like how we first started. Yeah, kind of like, like exactly. Kinda funny because I I posted a memory not even like this week about my first time appearing on the show nine years ago. Yup. You know, and it was like, uh, yeah, same thing, man. Like the headset, the I don't even know what we recorded in. Was it Skype back then, even, or would it? Have been like it was Skype. Like, oh, dude, was it? But it man? was, but it was over did, pretty May. It was. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. It was rough stuff for sure. Like it, it was some some antiquated stuff that we were doing back then. But who, the, so, but who in their right mind worries then. about forgetting the podcast? Like who in their right mind wor- like worries about that? Like it's a skill. Like who? I, I mean, it's it's voice... a skill. I, I think having the ability to carry a conversation in itself is a skill. There's some people I can't even really do that, unfortunately. Yeah. So if you can do that and also run a podcast for nine years, that's you know don't 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 sell it short. But no, I understand like. I feel like you go back after doing it for a little while, and then you feel like you have to be like always on, always funny. And it's like we've never been funny, so we don't have yeah, to really exactly. worry about that. Totally yeah. fine. There's no pressure at all. My puns don't count. <laughs> yeah, your puns are dead on, man. Yeah, those, <laughs> yeah. those, those, those uh, you can't touch. The, those voice atrophy is a big deal, I think. Uh, like losing your tone. Although mine is sort of uh, developed an interesting timbre over the last uh, the last year or so. Get I like really... that. I you like the that? idea of me like maybe like maybe switching it up, doing a new tone. 
<laughs> like like playing with voices maybe is that what my, you're saying like kind of like i don't know my my latest my latest bullet voices? heavens it's like you know this this episode of bullet heaven was made by this company right at oh, the end there man. like <laughs> and i've noticed it more and more lately that i'm just like it's almost like i'm telling this grandiose tale and it's just a review you got a game to narrate the next super giant game dude super giants oh that'd be good with that nice folk acoustic soundtrack that you're gonna play along with the sarah (laughs) but kid didn't know any better i i remember sarah playing the i remember sarah playing the acoustic guitar back in the one up days oh yeah you did some you did some kind of like like some kind of compilation for like it was like twinkle sprite or twinkle something do you know what i'm talking about it was katamari stars yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah. See, that's yeah, a yeah. real life skill to worry thing. about losing. But podcasting, yeah. like, what the fuck, dude? That's like the whitest <laughs> thing you'd put on your resume. It's just. We're, it's, but it's like podcaster. we're playing the acoustic guitar of knowledge. <laughs> Ooh. Is what we're doing. I like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. give or take, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to be in my A game, guys. Um, I, in a in a fit of just spontaneity and, and doing new things, uh, my girlfriend bought this edible cake with edibles in it because we can do that now and being as our whole state on the fucking fire i feel like you know i want to say that like (laughs) i did something just before we had to evacuate so i had some and i knew i knew it hit me the moment we hit self-checkout doing our errands because i could not i couldn't operate it it was just it was just fucking it was a science that existed beyond me and i i but i mean what kind of cake was it was it like a congratulations you're fucked up cake like i don't understand like like what cake constitutes like okay this is we're celebrating this right now. Well, you oh, were, no. you won half the battle. You won half the battle because it was an edible cake to begin with. Because you know, yeah. If it was well, an inedible edible. cake, then what? Right. Right. You're well. You're just eating pot then. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, just like, chewing just, on it like a just che- yeah chewing chewing up those dank nugs just <laughs> like they're like like, the, like 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 they're pieces of candy. Like there's mm. some some of that sweet tofer garnish just. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. just, just sprinkle it, just sprinkle it on your ice cream. No, but I kept it's thinking, nice I'm like, oh, garnish. dude, no, I need to come down. I need to, like, I can't be like this for the podcast. And this is probably like at, at, at my best at this point, what I've been able to do. And even then, oh my god, I, I feel like I need a degaussing rod, like fucking, like just put anywhere on or around my body, just to like wipe away some of this weird electricity that i got going on but needless to say i don't do this shit i'm too i'm too old. yeah oh dude yeah that that's like drinking man you're in you're indestructible when you're in your 20s drinking you do it now i'm popping two tylenol before i'm drinking one bottle of water for every three beers and it's like oh my i God. have to i have to schedule out my drinking and then in the morning it's like i'm still worse off man, even, even turning on the Netflix drank... hurts just yeah, like, yeah, and and fucking, I gotta get to work, man. I can't sit here and lounge around <laughs> and you know eat a deep dish pizza and fucking yeah, watch you know reruns of Scrubs. Like I can't do that shit anymore. <laughs> that, that that's not happening for me. Or, I got or, I got fucking pick up my kids from school. Notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no good. Well, congratulations on that, man. I mean, uh, uh, you're right. I mean, California. That's I, it's oh, kind dude, of one of those things. Like, well, we'll we'll give this to you now because I mean you're not gonna be able to enjoy it later. So just. Have fun, have fun before the purge happens. Can- Canada is um, <clears throat> set to legalize in October, mm. so like, and they're rolling out new laws actually, which is kind of interesting. Uh, regardless Prior to. of, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind yeah, of, kind of a smart. So it's a smart move, man. It's yeah, no, no, yeah, to... and to co to to coincide with like it, whether you're smoking 
you know, the good stuff or tobacco or whatever, like you cannot smoke anywhere but your home, your backyard or designated areas. And so like they're thinking of making like designated cafes for this sort of thing. To sure. Be licensed like, to do like, it. Like, like hookahs and shit like that. Yeah. But yeah. like you, you cannot smoke a cigarette on the sidewalk at this point. And, you just, know, I, just to make I, I sure. Mean, right. From, coming from someone that. I, I did smoke when I was like 18, but I haven't since. I think that's kind of a courteous thing. Like, hmm. I get it, man. It's a free country or whatever people want to say when they do shitty stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's still like, like, you shouldn't be able to just like walk down the road smoking a cigarette. Like, I, oh, yeah. Do I don't you know, know. I just feel I, like it's, a, it, it, you know, be courteous, man, a little bit. I, I mean, so I, I, I totally agree with that for sure. I did it like a, God, I did it like that train, and nobody's happy to see a train anymore. Trains just like get in your way and shit when you're driving now. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Oh man, and I I didn't even I didn't even buy good cigarettes. I bought like the shit that like you could tell was just swept off the ground, like away from the broken glass uh, and the oh. like. You're not buying like the hipster American spirit stuff. No, no, no USA buying, Gold like... was my brand. Ooh, yeah. Oh like, goodness, I was gonna say Paul Mall, but man, you, you went there. Okay. No, like I wanted this podcast I to gentrify is sponsored whatever by the good stuff. Portion of my lung, <laughs> Paul Mall. Just, mm. but anyway. Mm. Yeah, speaking of like things that like are making a comeback but not but not smoking. This is like a one time only deal. Like I told her like I just wanted to say that I did this once with you and then it's going to be like sure. a fucking meteorite. Like at some point like you're going to talk about how the last time it happened and 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 then like you're going to take the, you're going to take the label from the cake and make a shadow box out of it and hang it up on the yeah. wall. Yeah. Well, nice. <laughs> it's not a yeah. it's not going to be a, a thing. It's going to be one of those like the planets have to align. For me to do it again because holy shit dude i i just get fucking goofy i can't i can't like and like the whole time i want to analyze it and like your like your entire concept like of time it's gone like no wonder people can't do shit when like Mm -hmm. they they feel like they've got an extra eight hours that like fucking was just fell in their lap and then you look at the time and the last time I did it, like <laughs> it was New Year's or something like that. And I'm like, oh, we've got like 20 minutes. Then I looked up the, at the clock, like immediately, <laughs> holy shit, only five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's tomorrow. Oh <laughs> what yeah, you feel like the most oh irresponsible wizard when you're high. Like you just look at the time, and then <laughs> you know you have somewhere to be, but you you feel an entirely new sense of anxiety. The fact that you can't figure that shit out it's it's the worst i don't know i they're oh, just it's meant for certain people and then it's not like because prior mm. to that uh me and val decided just for like my birthday we'll go we'll just go to the city and get wine drunk we'd like bought some fucking fountain cups we we walked around we had like rose stained teeth we didn't care it was great but like i knew i don't know I had a self-awareness That's, that, like, uh, I don't think I would. It just sounds like a, yeah, it just sounds like a headache waiting to happen. It though. was. Oh, dude, it totally was. Yeah. I forgot yeah. that, like, getting tipsy on wine, it, it ain't for the, uh, it ain't mm. for the faint-hearted. But nope. I digress. I fucking, I, I'm still in my 30s, so I'm going to do stupid shit every year. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, when this comes around, this horrible reminder that I'm still in my 30s. Um, anyway. This week's episode, Press Pause Radio 112, we're going to go ahead and talk about whether or not uh, JRPGs have made a comeback to the mainstream. Um, being as they're no longer relegated to like the uh, fucking obscure 
wasteland of like the PlayStation Vita or PlayStation TV. I mean, still kind of. Um, but we're kind of uh, seeing a, a return to form of sorts for, uh, especially for Square Enix, and we'll go into more of that if uh, JRPGs have really left the spotlight, or if they did, and if this is really the return. I don't know. Um, there's a lot to kind of uh, peel back there. There's a lot of uh, layers to that onion, and we're gonna go ahead and do that. So stick around, enjoy the show. So I'm just uh I'm I'm just letting everybody know I'm I'm still I'm still a little goofy. So fucking uh let me know. <laughs> George kind of talks about like it's been hours since he last talked about that. My my dude that was like 3 and a half minutes like ago. 3 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was He's like, "Man, uh, like, I can't wait till this podcast is almost over." Nah, bro, we just started. Uh that's what's like up. A lot to talk about. That's what's up. Yeah, no, but you're doing good. You're doing good. You're, you're hanging in there. We 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 have video tabs on Georgie, so if if he you know kind of starts climbing up stuff, we'll make sure to call the proper authorities. Make sure he gets taken care of. It's not about climbing. It's just like if if if, if I go from like Rowan Atkinson like to a, a fucking literal potato, yeah, probably call me out because I feel like I'm just gonna. Yeah. God, I mean, it sounds like it's a. It wouldn't be the first time we've had people fall asleep on the podcast. No, so, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm guilty it, of that. It, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Well, you know. Although, with that said, like the last time that I did that stuff, dude, the drive home was spectacular. Uh-huh. It felt like I was phasing through dimensions. God, probably just probably parked the whole time. You're like, I'm doing it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, dude. Yeah, that's the worst. I think that's when I realized it wasn't for me. Uh, yeah. was fuck, man. I was 17. And somehow or other, uh, I I ended up having to go out and do errands with my mom. And I knew something was wrong the moment we were leaving. And then the garage door was shutting. But as it was shutting, it was coming down. It made me feel like I was going up. And it was just no bueno, especially when you were sitting down. Yeah, it was. And here you are with, like, your fucking Catholic Portuguese mother and, like, she ain't Mama Boyzax ain't having none of that. So, luckily. No, no. Luckily, she was never good at paying attention to me, so I mean, I got away with it. But like most good moms yep. are, that's that sounds like mine. Yeah, if my mom knew I was smoking, she'd probably let me know where to get a good thing to like drink so I can pass my drug test. So, uh, yeah, parents God. are great. The, the silliest shit. What was like this? I think I'm trying to remember what was like this. Uh, weird end all cure all method that people used to use that was just so fucking out of. It was like two clicks away from drinking pure gasoline, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. But like there was yeah. something where like, oh um, yeah, it'll clean you out just right, and you were lucky that you didn't get appendicitis like the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there definitely was like a kind of tea that you could buy that that would kind of flush you out. But yeah, no, I, I've heard there there are some like that, some crazy stuff that you shouldn't be ingesting, but it will be, yeah, like their remedy, their their cure all. The- <laughs> Yeah, the they should make one and call it T minus <laughs> ten. 
Oh, oh I man. like that. I yeah, I like that a lot. I just want to put on a boot in the end, and then we'll market across the states. Um, God, like those fucking would be hucksters, like in the in the Midwest. I was gonna say, yeah, it, it sounds like you're doing like uh fucking what's the one movie? A tonic uh, salesman. Just any any salesman that would sell. No, I always, I like I always wanted to get a really shitty voice. microphone to do that voice, make it sound real old timey. Yeah, like, like the like what, what what the Bioshock one? He does that like the something of tomorrow. Uh, um, the, I want to say it's and the carnival. No, yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, it's like the carnival of values. I think that's what it is. Um. But anyway, how are you guys doing? Enough about me. How's your Sunday oh. going? Uh, I'm currently watching Evo while we record this because, yeah, Evo's going on. Uh, actually, they just finished up the Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Fighters Z. Fighters Z. <laughs> Dragon Ball. They just finished Dragon Ball. It is Fighters, I think. It's Fighters. It's fighters. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that title still. None of that Fighter Z bullshit. Come on. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I know. It, it's just, <clears throat> I'm not a fan of that title at all. But yeah, yeah, that that, that just wrapped up. And I think we're going to be moving on to Street Fighter. Which Voice. is crazy because Dragon Ball had more entrance than Street Fighter. But because Evo is dominantly Street Fighter related and it's got its history it's got of Street roots. Fighter tournaments, Street Fighter still gets to be the last one, which I don't agree with. I feel like it's whoever had the most entrance should be the final game to be played, regardless of, you know, what they've had in the past. Because seriously, like, it shows that Capcom isn't, like, the biggest name in fighting games anymore. There's other games that are kind of outstaging. I honestly I think they need to kind of take notice that of that. Dragon Ball Fighters would be so quickly embraced by the competitive it's scene. Huge. It's, it's huge. It's it, huge. It picks up the people that were playing Marvel's Capcom that, you know, that infinite kind of, you know, everyone fizzled out on. It gets the people that are into anime, people are into Dragon Ball. Like, it's, yeah, it, it's got a wide approach, which is, I wasn't expecting. I was going to expect it to be a very niche fighting game, but it's actually getting a lot of mainstream appeal. Yeah, even then, like, appeal. Blaze Blue was actually, like, but that was, like, propped up to be that thing, to do that. Anyway. Because of all the different properties that came on board with the new Cross one? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But what about you, Sarah? You, uh, I, I know you're an SNK guy. Yeah, so, do you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you into anything else other than, like... Are you excited than, about like, that Terry Bogard? I saw that. That I, fighting I, I, the X-Layer. Day didn't really like that so much, and then... No, just, it's like, very yeah, you know, objectifying. They, they better uh-huh. not touch Rock, and I'm like, they should call him Rochelle. Oh, they yeah, Rock Howard yeah. would be... Done. Wait, Rochelle. she wasn't cool with the gender bending, idea. or just wasn't cool with... Uh, she well, I mean, it's not that she's not cool with the gender bending. It's just like she doesn't want Rock to. She she likes Rock as eye candy too, you know. Ah, uh, I got you. Yeah. Um, which he is, man. He he makes that jacket work. Yeah. It mm. it's some Seventh Heaven shit. I'll tell you that for sure. It's do, like he do, reminds me of David do, Ellis do, doing all those JoJo poses <laughs> yeah. and shit. Like that's some good stuff. That's some real good stuff. Um. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. When it comes to fighters, I think I'm looking forward to Blade Strangers. That's gonna be pretty oh, good. Blade Strangers is actually, and I'm surprised it's not getting more okay. traction. Is that the one that has like the Binding of Isaac character? Yeah, and all, all those kind of like Knight. okay, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cave stories, like uh, protagonist, indie all stars is really what it is. Hmm. And Nicholas. Yeah, um, yeah, I believe um, be the princess cool. from Code of Princesses is in it now. Oh yeah, what's her name? Uh, friggin' 
I forgot her name. Stelia or Chriselia. Solange, yeah. It's, or it's Solange. Solange. Yeah, there we yeah. go. God, I still like now that it's on. Um, now that it's on Switch, I definitely got to pick it up because I have not touched it proper on uh, 3DS, and I kind of want to know. Like, it looks like it's remade to take. You know what? Of yeah, and... it's from what I played of it, uh, which was yeah, a fairly decent amount, anyways. Uh, everything is what it should have been on the Steam version, but it wasn't done on the Steam version. Like the Steam version had like backgrounds that were all high res and 3D and stuff like that. But, like, everything else in terms of, like, a 2D sprite was either blurred beyond recognition or super chunky and pixely from the same resolution as the DS game. And it was kind of garbage for that. So, That's and also the, the translation didn't really match up either. Like, they were obviously saying stuff in Japanese that was not what was written in the, uh, in the text. I, it's so, so that, hard for me to tell if that's intentional yeah. anymore. That, um... That carries over, but at least everything was properly upscaled, and it looks pretty pretty good as a result. Well, there's there's that timber. <laughs> mm. 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 Well, like timber, like it's falling. Like no, what's T I M B R E? Timber timbre. Ah oh, man, that's uh. a that's a real depressing artist, but I I enjoy him very much. You guys should check out uh, Timber Timbre sometime. Um. It's got a very uh, intoxicating voice. That's like the, I guess that's the adjective I would go with. Anyway, um, so some news to go ahead and dive into for uh, episode 112 of Press Pause Radio. So this is the rundown. We're going to go into go into some news, uh, mostly Evo, just kind of talk about how that's gone down. Uh, then we are going to go ahead and probably touch up on the news about uh, Nintendo Direct coming out on August 8th and kind of take our guesses, but I'm pretty sure we all know what it's going to be. And also, you know, I didn't think... I wanted to actually kind of do like a, a limelight or something of Fortnite, but I guess to prime myself before like we as a website and podcast and whatnot touch Fortnite, um, I kind of want to... You know, it's like it's like the League <laughs> of Legends thing all over again, man. I just can't bring myself to do it. I just can't. Like, I installed it on my Switch just because, like, I had got the Switch. I was like, oh, yeah, that came out on Switch. I should download it. I had to actually delete it today because I haven't even checked it out. I'm I'm probably going to do the same. I haven't even touched it. I just don't want to be, like, all of a sudden. I know this is kind of, like, you know, sacrilegious to say, but I don't want to, like, start playing Fortnite. And then all of a sudden, like, go and hit that subscribe button, like, comment. (laughs) Tell me what you think about my latest strategy about rocket jumps and making shit. But you know that it just—I feel like now, like I don't know if it gets me that extra subscriber on Twitch. Oh shit, (laughs) Sarah, Sarah, please don't, don't do it. I, I will subscribe twice. (laughs) I I, I don't want you. Don't go down that path, sir, dude. Those guys are making money hand over fist, and it's like, and it's insane. So why aren't I making money hand over fist, right? Like billions. I kind of like. Has there been? Has there been even any update towards the uh, the PUBG lawsuit? Um, whether or not oh, that was yeah. out. No, that's still no. like silently going on, but it I Fortnite is making Epic I, is making stupid I, money. I think I think they're silently paying off like whatever the studio is that's making it like Blue Rock or whatever the place is. Yeah. Like I'm sure they can just throw money at it and get rid of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, that that's fine. It, oh man. The thing you just things that you never expect to blow up, and and the fact that they do. But anyway, uh, we're gonna talk not about more or less the sensation, but we felt like 
it, when it's gotten to the point where like you can't even step into like a a brick and mortar retail store of any kind anymore without like asking if V bucks are or here overhearing if V bucks are for sale, which apparently is the currency in that game. Or or someone does a dance around me, and I know it's from Fortnite. Yeah. I just want to sweep out their leg from underneath them, <laughs> just like just like some crazy some like, Cobra Kai shit. Maneuver. Sweep the yeah, leg, where I take, Johnny. I, like where I take my hand and like face palm them, and then like drive them down into the ground somehow. Uh, yeah, what now? Sorry, I'm a crotchety yeah, old no, man. Yeah, no, we at should 35. totally, <laughs> man. We should totally stream just us watching Bloodsport and our reactions to it. Sorry, that's ooh, just, that's not that sounds even better. That sounds even better. I like Fuck that a Fortnite. lot. Um. Yeah. I just uh, I just showed Val a hobo with a shotgun and man, it was a I think it Good was movie. probably yeah. One of the I best. still have to see that. Probably, uh, dude, it's, it's insane like, to me that you haven't seen it because I feel like it takes place exactly in your neighborhood. It does. Oh shit! I, I swear <laughs> to God, because I've seen pictures it, of where it, like you live is, and I see it every is, time. Is trauma like in Canada now? I didn't know about it. Like I wasn't a tra- it's not a trauma film. It's not. No, it's no, just. Um, it, are you sure? No, it was. Uh, it's part. It was supposed to. It was a parody off of a trailer, that, a mock trailer that was done for a Grindhouse production that just kind of kickstarted and grew into its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, are you sure? I know it's not a trauma film. Um, dude, if it was a trauma film, there would have been at least one. Uh, Kabuki Space Cop or Toxic Avenger fucking yeah, reference. Yeah, you're they're, right. Trauma, okay. trauma is so narcissistic. <laughs> like, they're, I don't know why. Yeah, and yeah, you're if right. If, why if, I it isn't, it was. If, huh. if trauma isn't doing it, it's M. Night Shyamalan where they have to fucking force themselves into like, some of their shitty productions. But anyway, um, fuck, yeah. No, I showed her that and that was pretty neat. But anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about Fortnite. But for now, let's go ahead and talk about the news with uh, Evo. And then, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. feature topic, uh, mainstream comeback of JRPGs. So kind of went on that a little bit in the intro. We'll expand on that for the feature topic, but uh, plenty to go ahead and unwrap there. So, yeah, Evo. Keeping up, um, but I'm kind of noticing that uh, it is getting more attention. I think this is the first year. It's not. I don't know if it's the first year, but I feel like this is the year out of any other where I'm uh, hearing a lot more about the broadcast of it on ESPN. Um, mm-hmm. Is this the first year Which, it's happening? No, actually, they 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 broadcasted on ESPN. I think the year I went, which would have been 2016. Yeah, I think I went two years prior. Um, and that was the first time they had broadcasted on ESPN, so that was kind of a big deal. And they've been doing it ever since. Um, it's still I think just obviously, deal, like, what, it, it is. And I think they were kind of one of the first ones to get more of that mainstream audience. And now that we've seen, like, Overwatch League and we've seen, you know, um, ESL and things like that being on mainstream television, like, ESL was on, I think, TBS and, hell, Overwatch League is on Disney XD like it's it's you know it's gotten to the point it's now so where esports, crazy. yeah yeah I I know it, it's it's it kind of boggles my mind but yeah I mean esports in general has you know gotten more of a mainstream appeal and I think 
fighting games in the FGC was the original esports. Like they've had this ongoing for, I mean, I think this even dates like Halo being on like USA Network back when they did like the Halo Two stuff mm-hmm. from a long ass time ago. I think they were even doing Evo stuff back then. It wasn't broadcasted, but you know, pretty big deal. Um, so uh, we're talking about Evo. Uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, people are familiar with like Harada from uh Bandai Namco it does Tekken. Mm-hmm. And how, and how he's very adamant about, like, well, I don't really need to tell you anything. If I don't want to make an announcement, I don't have to. And then that's what he was saying all weekend and then said, you know, then we got the update for Tekken. Uh, strangely enough, as we're recording this, this fucker's on stage again. <laughs> like, he's possibly going to announce something <laughs> else on top of the Tekken update we already got. So, Which, even then, like... Because Tekken, for the most part, I think what it is, it's it's definitely seceded from... It's gotten big. It's gotten bigger, I mean, but, but it's nowhere near the Titan that it was like around the time that I would say Tekken 4 and 5 were out. Maybe not from the standpoint of like just like sales, but I think like to watch it, to actually like spectate on Tekken, mm-hmm. it's as good as it's ever been. Because Tekken, its barrier to entry is high. Like, if you try to jump into a Tekken game now and you don't really know the mechanics or you're trying to learn it, it it's, a, it's a tough game to learn. But in my opinion, it's one of the best games to watch. Like, it is a very spectator-friendly game. And I think you need that in fighting games when you spectate and watch them because there's so much shit going on with a lot of these games, especially Dragon Ball. Like, you just can't keep up with it. And I think that if you're able to watch it and kind of follow along and know what's happening, that's that's huge for your game. I think it'll attract more of a casual audience to play it. I um, I want to feel like uh like I think it was Street Fighter Four, like the most recent uh like I don't know if it was Ultra or whatnot that introduced King of the Hill mode where you can just spectate but then comment and then yeah. wait in the lobby uh, to go next while mm-hmm. others are still commenting. Um, and I feel like they're it's just so bizarre to me that that hasn't caught on, especially with the prevalence of like uh more uh esports related events like Evo mm-hmm. and everything else you were mentioning. Um which <sighs> kinda begs the question like uh I don't I don't know what was what was the uh controversial game this year that appeared at Evo? There's usually one every time. Like Pokin used to be one and now I don't remember which one. Like like maybe just in general like in like of uh, like people that show up to play it but it's not really like a mainstream yeah, game. Yeah, like or... which competitive game like caused a lot of ire this year. I think it was Gang Fight or Gangland. That I've not heard of. Yeah, no, I'm no, not no. I, I'm probably saying the incorrect name of it. It's the it's an indie developed uh, Sony exclusive where uh, essentially it's got like weird ragdoll physics, and you're either dummies or just giant like. And oh, drive. Gang Beast. Gang Beast. Thank you. And yeah, you just throw it. Yeah, no, isn't that an Evo this I mean, year? I, I mean, it might be. It might be a side thing. It's probably like the same people are doing like Catherine tournaments and Catherine, you know. Oh yeah, and then Catherine like, was like, the like, last like, one. Yeah, yeah. And Catherine, they were doing Catherine uh, money matches at Evo when I went, and it was like huge. Like they do like the side. Oh, uh, the big side thing I'd say this year was probably Windjammers. That's like because uh, because Xavier Woods was doing like a side tournament for Windjammers for uh, up up down down, and actually. Uh, close friend of mine uh pristel aka bug knights he's an evo competitor he's the one i went with evo a couple years back uh he was in that side tournament i think and he was he met xavier woods like it was it's a huge deal now like it's attracting 
you know, these mainstream people. Windjammer's it got sucks a, that, like, uh, Windjammer's got announced for Switch at Evo. I saw that, and and also the original Guilty Gear is oh, coming to the Switch. Shit. I didn't re- I yeah, know. yeah, which is crazy, which is really <clears throat> nuts. Um, is so, yeah. uh, is Limited Run doing the whole Windjammer's physical again? Or I think so. They did a really good job oh, with the Vita one for Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that the one that had like the like the frisbee and all the shit that yep. came with it too? Or okay, yeah, yeah. I you know that what's a game that up, I actually. always wanted to see at Evo and never did, and I was really bummed that it didn't. Uh, was Towerfall? Towerfall was just my goddamn jam, but it, it's so bizarre to me that that hasn't showed up at a single Evo. That or uh, yeah. Samurai Gun, which yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I feel like I feel like the ones that were kind of in that vein, like that indie PC only kind of games, were like the Smash clones, you know, like. Um, Brawl out is coming uh, out. Yeah, like that kind of stuff is usually what you see. Like when I went to Evo, um, a lot of that side stuff near the artist alley was more of like your like disc jam, you know, things that are trying to be like wind jammers and games that are trying to be like smash. Uh, I'm guessing like Fantasy Strike is probably one of the big like indie ones because they're actually like sponsoring Evo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know they're, they're, a lot of that kind of stuff, like the little side projects. Um, I'll tell you right now, now though. I, I almost want to yeah. take this podcast to note, come back to this podcast in 2019 when Evo 2019 happens, but I want to bet okay. 50 fucking dollars right now that Mario uh, Power Tennis Aces is going to fucking make it to Evo before Splatoon 2 ever does. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's more of a fighting game than Splatoon is. Like, there's the actual, like... No, but that's a joke. Like, it's just that that's going to make yeah. it... That's going to be an esports thing before fucking Splatoon ever will be. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, uh, Splatoon is only esports and Nintendo commercials, and that's about exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I would say that would happen before Nintendo actually, like, got any kind of sponsorship or any kind of, like, money in the tournaments that Smash brings in. Like, Smash Melee is still, like, one of the biggest draws for Evo, and Nintendo doesn't do anything about it at all, Um, which is a bummer. I did want to talk about one thing because, you know, as Tekken announcements are still being made as we record, the, mm-hmm. there was a big one that was made for uh, the yes. Season 2 pack. And, man, it's a... Which, which Rada said wasn't going to happen, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, aside from Noctis, what were... So, there's one other guest fighter aside from Noctis. Yeah, so so we, we had Noctis, we had Geese. Geese, that's what it was. And then Akuma. Um... And then Akuma, yep, yep. And now and then... we've got fucking Negan. Negan. Uh... Which is, I would expect that from like a Mortal Kombat, you know, especially with Warner Brothers. And I think, is AMC like a Warner Brothers property? I don't, I, I or don't is it know. Like, yeah. Um, I, I would have expected that from like a more violent fighting game. I think a lot of the talk for season two of Tekken was, and you'll have to forgive me, I don't know his name, but the main character from the Akuza series. Kiryu? Yeah, that was that was kind of like the like the the front runner in everyone's mind, and then that didn't happen. Not to say it won't, because they showed the season two. I'd rather he showed up in a new virtual fighter than a new Tekken. That to me Which, would be appropriate. When you say something like that, we also got the uh, announcement before Evo, and they've been playing it at Evo, Dead or Alive Six. Yeah, which th- there Which and that's already had virtual good. fighter characters. Which looks good. Like I'm actually kind of interested. I think it's because of Tekken that that game is coming out, and I feel like it the way it looks and the way it's playing, to me, without you know doing rage arts, like does look very Tekken esque to me now, more so than Dead or Alive. But Dead or Alive was great for its like stories. Like they had some like batshit stories, 
uh, kind of like Tekken. So uh, I'm interested to see what Dead or Alive 6 is going to bring. Like, I'm actually pretty pumped about that one. Um, so if they can bring in a guest character like that, that'd be a good get. Because that's uh, Dead or Alive's uh, Tecmo Koi. Koi Tecmo. But, like, yeah, the last, Dead, Tecmo, or Alive, yeah. The last Dead or Alive had uh, Akuma but, and Pi from Virtual Fighter. But then Virtual Fighter is a Sega property, so it only makes sense to bring in a Yakuza character. Oh, my God. I said Akuma. I meant Akira. Sorry, Akira. Yeah. Uh, which one's Akira? He's From the Virtual mascot Fighter. of Virtual Fighter. He's, oh, he's the like, Ryu like, like, archetype. The Ryu, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I um, want to see uh, Ryo Hazuki. I would. Somewhere there. Fuck, dude. Yeah, you like, have no idea. That'd be awesome. Which What's that would from? be Shenmue. Shenmue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. would I, be really, really appropriate because uh, the I mean, it was collection sh- is coming Virtual out Fighter August twenty second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, or like a, the main characters from Virtual Quest. Yes, which was mm-hmm. man, that was such a bad game. <laughs> like I like you go back and it's one of those games where you think it's aged better than as, and it just hasn't. Um, kind of like I, I bought it, it for like five bucks Shenmue. back in the day. I don't have never played it though. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're we're about approaching like Evo's going on for what like one more day. Tonight's the night. Like this is grand finals. Yeah. So yeah, they're 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 done. Those after tonight. Um, but yeah, I think the Tekken stuff's been the most interesting stuff to me personally. We haven't gotten into Street Fighter yet. Uh, more than likely, Street Fighter will have a G announcement tonight. Uh, they still have Sagat G. I think that's it for the season three characters. Um, they've been throwing around these little like puzzle pieces of a paragraph that's supposed to announce g that were passed around evo mm. and you had to actually go find the pictures and put it together they did that like day one and it's weird it's like he's saying he wants to be president and all this other stuff like it's some fucking weird shit man i don't know if he's gonna be like some like abe lincoln looking like dude because he got the top hat like i don't know like oh geez. it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with g when he gets announced which he'll, he'll probably get announced tonight um Maybe a season four announcement if they, you know, if they feel like they're going to have to get into that here soon. Yeah, I think the Tekken stuff was the most, like, surprising announcement. Everything else was kind of cookie-cutter to me. We got a couple new Soul Calibur characters announced. Um, we talked about the Blaze Blue cross tag battle. Yeah, There's and a couple new characters I'm, I'm really for that. surprised that uh, SNK didn't, like, kind of put more. They just released that Terry Bogard trailer, but they didn't yeah. put more uh, marketing or push for SNK heroines. I mean... That's going to be mm-hmm. the first uh, new proper SNK game for a while in terms of fighting, like since, since last King year. of Fighters yeah. 14. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I would like to have seen them do more for King of Fighters 14. I think that's a solid game for sure, but I think they're kind of they're, done with that now. The numbers point. just aren't justifying it. They need... <laughs> no. In, in like even... I think uh, it was a little too DLC heavy as well. It was, but like, you know, now you can get that shit on sale for like next to nothing. I mean, but yeah, at the time of it was coming out, like... I know, like the first like pack. I don't think I even bought the second pack of characters. To like be honest, seven dollars a character is nuts. Seven dollars sure. a character or something like that. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think you can even earn them in game. At least like the Street Fighter, like no. say what you will about their strategy, you can at least earn them in game, and it's not the worst thing in the world to get enough fight money to get them. No, like okay. a lot. A lot of times, a lot of times when you play Street Fighter Five, they'll just throw fight money at you for doing like the easiest shit. Like went to a main menu screen. Here's two thousand fight money. Like it's it's not that hard. Go to for do. it. Yeah. Get that tangerine yellow fucking gee for Ken. Like yeah. stick with <laughs> yeah. this, please. Um, I mean, I'm just hoping the I was hoping they get like Dan in there so I can get all the different colored geese because I'll definitely do it. <laughs> Color swap Dan. 
would have man what a wasted opportunity for pride month um they still have october when there's a, yeah a, yeah so get with there it Capcom. Go, be a get next announcement for sure fuck dude stick with the game yo um there was uh, another announcement that we can go and segue into uh nintendo had announced a, a nintendo direct for august 8th and I just the announcement of an announcement, just like Nintendo. Yeah, which is, I I know that there can be some new fighters that have yet to announce because, like, what they announced the the Epsilon fighters, which are I'm sorry, the Echo fighters, which have an Epsilon next to their name. Um, hmm. so and they mentioned that Daisy will be joining the cast. Um, and then there's Ridley, along with uh Inkling Girl from Splatoon. I'm sure mm-hmm. there might be some room for like two more announcements give or take round it off but like i've is it weird that i kind of have like smash brothers ultimate fatigue and like we're nowhere oh, sure. even near december well, i think it was, uh it, I it think was literally had... it was literally all they talked about e3 like it was the only yeah. thing they had so i was gonna say like the fatigue set in by the end of e3 right yeah like, oh yeah for sure i don't i like like Sarah, Sarah and I are probably the only ones that were like, "Man, I can't wait for those amiibos," and that's like literally all I cared about when they were talking about that. So the whole time I was like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna score this wolf amiibo," and that's that's about and it. Are they? Me. They're they're still <laughs> like out in what September? Uh, the game itself is October. I no, believe. the game is December. It's December. Is it December? Yeah, oh. but the amiibo, Dude. the amiibo, I want to say are like out September. Uh, we'll see. Take. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. They, yeah, yeah, I keep seeing like Best Buy pre-orders flash across my feeds, and like I never really bother to check the date because at this point, like I don't know. I I'm relieved that they're gonna start remaking all of the original amiibos that came. With I'm Sm- not. Are you not? <laughs> no, because then I'll probably kind of have to actually try to buy the ones I don't. Yeah, have. exactly. Like, I, it, 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 it was one of those things I was like, hey, I can't buy them because they're not around, so what can I do? Like, I'm not going to pay more than retail to get them. So I was like, well, they're not going to be able to be you know, purchased anymore, so well, oh well. And now they're going to come back out. I'm like, well, fuck. Now I'm going to have to get them because they're going to be out and probably easily, of, you know, easy to get and the you know, normal retail price. Although they've been jacking up the price of Amiibos here recently. Yeah, dude. Well, I can't they've really, you can't, aside from GameStop, which I'd, I'd love that we can just like, anyway, or the store that shall be. Not yes, we can. Yeah. Oh, yes, we can. We can yeah. absolutely do fuck, that. Fuck GameStop. <laughs> fuck I that place. Fuck that shit hard. Oh, I hate that fucking place. Fuck that place. Mm. Damn, fuck you guys it. are really embracing it. Like, I still have to shop there. There's still people there. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do, dude. I still do. I still go there, but it's to support the people that I know are still there, that are in the trenches, you know, they're doing the retail work that I I've I've since left, but yeah, it's too bad the people in those trenches forsook me. Yeah, actually, all the people that like my original crew, they're all gone. They actually just like are now leaving. Like, there's no one left for my original crew. Like, they're all gone. It's yeah. For uh, those of you who don't know already, though, the reason that I left EB Games is because I was victimized. I was a victim of workplace violence, and then I got penalized for it. Of course, yeah, because so you're not fuck a that shit. Yep. Yeah, I've been oh, there yeah. for nine years. My manager was less than a year in the fucking gates, and they sided with him. Oh, they will every time. They they, they won't take your word over it. They'll take the manager's no, word over no, it because never. unfortunately, everyone that works there is expendable. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. As if, as if GameStop and EB wasn't bad enough already. We don't have GameStop banners like on our website, do we? Or anything like that? No. Okay. Okay. We're good. No, okay, we yeah, always yeah, avoided. We always avoided even <laughs> yeah. mentioning them. They were like I still they, go they to like shop there, fucking... man. Like you know. 
for the PPR headcanon, like for the wiki, for yeah. those who are like, you know, staking with the game to like update the wiki, here's your chance. It uh-huh. is no longer PPR canon. Like we're good now. Like yeah. we can't just fuck, yeah. fuck that place. Um, yeah. But anyway, we still support the mom and pops, but you know, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's always that's that's always gonna be our number one go to. I yeah. support my guys on eBay. <laughs> there you go. Um, there you go. But I was going somewhere with this. I, I kind of think that uh, it, it devolved into amiibo talk. Yeah, Sorry. it really did. Mm-hmm. Holy it shit! Which it happens. Oh, I hope. I was gonna say like forget uh, GameStop though. I mean, it's gonna be much easier to get this shit on Play Asia or any other european uh amazon site but to be be honest with you i i I don't want those i want the like actual like u.s release amiibos like i could have gotten some of those japanese versions easily enough Uh, but at this point now everything i have is an american release so it's like uh, i just can't the european ones look identical do that okay that's yeah yeah, they just have a couple extra languages it's weird though because like i've noticed that a lot of the other like major retailers have just stopped carrying them or they've clearanced out what they have because they're just not selling now. Yeah. yeah. I was able to pick up the uh, Me Fighter 3 pack at the uh, Toys R Us before they I did not, down, and so I did. regret it. Yeah. And, like, I'm pretty sure... I was sure going to say, that... oh, shit, did I get that or not? But, yeah, I do. I think I bought it for, like, 20 bucks. Yeah, man. I... Yeah. It's just I have fatigue. I can't keep up with it anymore. Oh, you're telling me, man. It so... sucks. Like, it's like this, like, kind of, like... You I'm ever watched... Yeah, you ever watched? Uh, what's the movie with uh, Julia Roberts and Mel Gibson? Conspiracy theory. Yeah, conspiracy theory. <laughs> he, he, he 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 has this thing where he gets brainwashed, and every time he sees a copy of Catcher in the Rye, he buys it. And he doesn't know why. He just does it because he was brainwashed, and that's kind of like a trigger for him. Weird. So he'll always buy Catcher in the Rye anytime he he sees it. Like he'll see it out, he'll buy. It. He has like hundreds and hundreds of copies of this book just because he's been programmed to do that. That's kind of like me and Amiibos. I'm like, oh, well, fuck, I gotta buy it. I have, I have two of the Dark Soul. Like, I don't even know who the fuck that guy is, the Praise the Sun guy from uh, Dark Souls. Like, I have two of those because I pre-ordered it. Didn't think I got it. So I pre-ordered it again, and I actually ended up getting both. I'm like, well, fuck. Uh, is but, that like, already I have no out? idea who that is. I'll, no, pay you, no. I'll pay you for the other one. Yeah. I'll... Fucking, like, I, I will, if I can get more than one, I'll send you both it because I'm not going like, to expect money from either one of you. But I don't want you guys to fight to the death over oh. the one I have. Although that would be kind of fun. No, maybe I should do that. I don't. I'd I'd lose. That's the worst part. I don't know, man. If if, if he's on his edibles, man, you might have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah, this is this is the thing now. Apparently, um, oh dude, you should have not told us this. This is something we'll use from here on out. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm always. not one to judge. I've been down that path, and I liked it. <laughs> Jesus. Um. <laughs> but I'm kind of uh, aside from Smash Brothers Ultimate and Amiibos, I kind of don't see Nintendo really talking about much else. Other, I mean, I feel like we might see. Let's I'm pretty go. sure, it, I, I, but I'm pretty sure it's very Smash focused. I think because they announced it at Evo that they were going to have a direct. I think that they, the way I look at it is that Nintendo, in typical fashion, wants to be in control of their announcements. They don't want Evo to get that that buzz from their announcement. They want the buzz for themselves. So. We'll let you know we're making an announcement, but it's going to be on our time and on our terms. Mm-hmm. And then we we get that, you know, like, hey, Evo's come and gone. Like, you no know, one's talking about Evo. Now we're talking about Nintendo. We're talking about Smash. And it's just, it, it to me, it's in typical fashion. They don't embrace the community that they've helped create with this game. They kind of just are oblivious to it. And I don't know. I just, it's not, it's not the best thing. I think they should embrace the, you know, what Evo has done for that game. Like, fucking, these 
guys bring CRTs with them through airports so they can play in tournaments because they can't play on HD TVs with this game. But, you know, but they can't spot them, you know, sponsorship and promotional materials or anything like that. It's like, come on. That's kind of shitty. Well, I don't know. I feel like I'm so just between all of us and like I'm very curious to see how Ultimate pans out. But if Ultimate can at least, I don't know kind of structure itself over even a third of the dynamics that like people praise melee for i think it'll finally be Uh the end of that fucking game i'm just so like when i see melee now it just represents everything that makes me like not want to be in the fgc in any way just it's very i don't know i I think it, it's like the difference between somebody who's just like down with Kingdom Hearts three and then somebody who's just like screams norted, like and then, and then like you kind of, mm, like you have to distance yourself over like which camp you fall into and melee. Mm. Uh, in I'm just I'm not a fan of it. Like any any of the uh, any of the dynamics that are praised for their uh, use in in the competitive scene to me is just shit that kind of ruins a game and ruins the balance of it. I'm perfectly uh, happy with hopefully seeing uh, Nintendo kind of just try to move past it and not acknowledge Melee and, and just instead just kind of repackage what was cool and what wasn't cool uh, into Ultimate and just make it by its namesake. Like, this is the definitive version to play. It's just weird that we've already had, like, two sequels since then that people don't regard as the definitive way to play it and it's become, sure. like... This instead, it's become this like fucking uh, gate pass to like really shitty misplaced elitism. Ugh. But but the thing is, like that game melee is not for the mainstream. You know, I know we're gonna talk a little about mainstream gaming with like RPGs, but like melee is not the mainstream game. It's whatever the newest release of the game is. That's what people buy. The people that play melee that are you know into melee, they're a very small part of that. They're a very niche crowd. Like, yes, Evo has a big following, and that game in itself with tournaments and, you know, Twitch has a big following, but it pales in comparison to the amount of sales they'll get just because it is the next Nintendo game coming out. Like, I don't feel like that game, it's revered in our circles because we are in the same circles of the people that play that game on a competitive level mm-hmm. or, you know, are, are are more of the of the elitist mentality or they're of the, like, we are hobbyists and you know we follow it more than your normal average person but we we, and you and i both know like there's so many people now own switches that are not that audience they're gonna buy just because it's the new game coming out for switch like they could care less if it's a melee focused game or not right so you know i i feel like that's the thing like yeah nintendo could definitely be like well we're gonna just not think about melee when we're making this because who are we gonna piss off like a very small part of our community like it's not gonna be a big deal for them which for sure we can only hope I don't know. Um but anyway, I think yeah. that's really all the uh it's, that's all the yeah, Evo's been kind of the main thing, really. I mean, it's, it's, it's been, been kind a of nice, a dry summer. Na- yeah, and I'm I'm cool with it being a very quiet, subtle summer. Kind of yeah. gives us and we don't play mad and we don't do any of that kind of stuff, so I think we're clear on that. You know what I mean? Which again, mm-hmm. I mean just the political turmoil that's surrounding that in a social Ugh. space. I, 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 I heard. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, well, I don't know if I have the energy or, or like the awareness to really talk about that yet though. I mean, I'll, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll probably uh, attend to that in another when Like 
I get a chance to really look into it more. It's been a very hectic week, as I mentioned. Like, fucking, our land is literally on fire, and we're in the middle of it. So, kind of doesn't bode well for someone who has more, like, shit than sense in, in concern to, like, all the things that I don't know how to move in a, in a quick amount of time in my house. So, that and among everything else, like, my neighbors and all that, it's been, it's kind of, it's been a summer, all right. Um, but anyway, moving away from Bummersville, um, I don't really think there's much else to talk about news-wise, so there's plenty to talk about. Uh, as far as game-wise, go ahead and just jump into what's in your console and kind of just move on from there. What do you guys say? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? How you doing? Uh, well, same old, same old, really. <laughs> ah, well, ah, dude. ah, what? How'd you do that? What happened? I, I tweaked something. I tweaked it. I think I tweaked Jeez. my elbow. God, oh, now that's the wrong kind ear- of tweak. <laughs> it's these earbuds I wear. Like, I think I'm going to be working out, so I want to have the right earbuds to work out and run. But I end up just tripping over them and, and hurting myself like I just did. Yeah, you're subscribing to the wrong mm. kind of tweak there, pal. I mean, mm. speaking of earbuds, tweaked audio, Jesus. Tweaked audio, dude, they're tangle-free. Tangle-free earbuds that come in seven different styles and colors, and not only that, they allow for mic'd and non-mic'd versions, so that way you can use them anytime you're, I don't know, calling for a doctor, because it sounds like you're in a lot of pain. Right now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those, they, those cost way too much money, though. I, I don't think I could afford a, a pair of earbuds that don't tangle, because they all do. They well, always tangle up. <sighs> You know, dude, they are designed to sound great, and they're really cool for uh, just about anything you need them for is because they got noise-reducing design. So with all these sweet features, you'd be in luck because we currently have a code that you can use on tweakedaudio.com right now. It's PPR. You just got to type PPR, and you'll be set from there. It's easy enough. Hey, Sarah, can you help me out, man? Like, I think I really hurt something. I need some help. Can you prop me up, please? Dude, what happened? Get up, man. So you you, te- you tripped over these things? Yeah, I, more like I fell over them, I think. <laughs> Honestly, Man, I hurt myself pretty bad. Why don't you have any tweaked? I mean, they're compatible with iPods, iPhones, and Android devices, so you really have no excuse. I mean, I guess, but like you said, there's a discount code. But I mean, am I really going to save a lot, you think, with this? Because I, I sure. really can't afford... I, I, I honestly tear up all my earbuds, like, all the time. Well, 33% off with free shipping and a lifetime warranty? How could you afford not to, dude? Lifetime of warranty would be amazing because I'm very, very clumsy. And also, I, I live on a limited income because I buy way too many earbuds. So I need to buy <laughs> one ear, I need to buy one pair and be done. So I think this is the one I'm going to get. Man, go to www.tweakedaudio.com and get your shit sorted out. Yeah, dude. Enter in the code PPR and you can get 33% off some new earbuds. Uh, but before we do that, let's... Let's get you to the nearest emergency uh, care, yeah? Yeah, yeah, can we ice this? Thank you. Okay. What's in your console? All right, Sarah. Uh, you, I want to go, I want you to go first, because you guys, you've been sticking on it when it comes to streaming, and uh, I've only gotten a chance to pop in and out, but not long enough to where I can actually hang out, because every time you stream, 
Um, I'm either hit with errands that require me to not like be glued to the phone, or I'm at fucking making that paper. Ugh. <laughs> well, um, is there anything that you saw that you'd like me to talk about? No, because I only got to see when you were actually setting up. Oh, lame. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, 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 I will say that um, for the first time in a long time, because I know you've been on your Switch kick for a little bit, and I had just recently got the Switch, um, one of your reviews came super in handy because I I had just kick-started the um, flip grip, and I knew it was going to be able to make the vertical mode, you know, Tate. And mm-hmm. I was like, I need to find a game that's going to be beneficial for that. So I'm going to look at some of the Switch reviews that Sarah's been doing. And actually, like, you know, I'll watch them, but, like, I didn't have the hardware, so I wasn't like, okay, this is one I might get. Like, I wasn't keeping a list of, like, which ones are good, which ones aren't good. I was just watching it for watching it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I end up landing on Dragon Blade. Oh, Dragon um, Blade is so good. Only, only until, only until, um, and I, I was perfectly fine and happy with purchasing that. And then, like, the next day, you rolled out the uh, the uh, review for, shoot, it was another game. Uh Ikaruga, I believe, has a Tate mode too. Uh, well, well, yeah, Ikaruga, well, yeah. Uh, Gunbird two. Oh yeah, yeah. Because on, I, I was about ready to get Gunbird one because it seems like uh, that developer has been putting out a lot of shmups for Switch lately. Zero Div, yeah, pub, yeah, Zero Div has been publishing all publishing, of Psycho stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, Psycho is the developer. They're the guys behind like Cannon Spike on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. For example, Ooh. and it was so um, hard. It was so hard to like, you know, figure out. Okay, which one is worth the money now? Like, I wouldn't mind getting a lot of these in the future, but what do I get right now? Okay, and, well, yeah, super, super helpful review, man. So, I mean, yeah, like heads up to anyone who has a Switch that wants some good schmups. Like, yeah, that, that that was super, super helpful to me. Like, I mean, it, it, got, it got it got me my first purchase on the Switch, and uh, I'll obviously get more as the reviews come. You know, keep coming. Well, I'm depending. Depending on what releases we see in the future, the Switch could be as good or better than 360 or even the Saturn shmup wise, which is it's crazy a big thing. deal. It's it a big is, deal. And, I, and I think that like I remember when Cave was saying they were come to Xbox, I thought that was gonna be like, all right, man, Xbox One, that's where it's gonna be. And obviously, we know the outcome of that. So I'm glad the yeah. Switch is kind of like now that 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 flag bearer, like that is the home console to get get these games and, and they're coming out at, yeah. at first i was like it's an alarming rate they're coming out at but at the same time like this is oh solid God. stuff just for sure just the stuff that like limited run has been able to secure alone which i'm just like i it, it's weird too because um i i almost when you go to a sw- when you go to the eShop storefront it has like steam vibes which i did not think i'd ever get overwhelmed with anything digital from nintendo like it's bizarre, um, but no, I've been looking forward to the first thing I think I'm gonna use for my flip grip is uh punch out arcade oh, yes. punch out and oh, there's yeah. smart yeah yeah also uh I believe uh arcade archives version which is the only uh official release of the arcade version of Donkey Kong I believe also has a vertical display mode yeah it would. So kind of excited for that. Awesome. I yep. what I really want to know is um there's a pinball game that's out right now that does Tate and I kinda wanna see how they display like how dynamic the table would appear. So kind of interested in that too. Yeah. But yeah, now, so 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 what have you been playing there, Sarah? I, I just wanted to point that playing? out because I was super <laughs> pumped about that. It was, it was nice to have that review. Side note, by the way, purchase. did you know that I've got like 
what was the official count? 83 games for the Switch right now. Holy shit. Between, yeah, between digital and physical versions of these games, I got 83. Yeah. So if anyone ever says there's no games on the Switch, fuck you. Look how far you've come, Sarah. I'm so proud of you. I know. Like, there are plenty you, of games you, on the Switch. You, you, were, you were totally against Nintendo for the longest time, and now it's been like a total 180. That's that's really cool. No, man. He's turned yep. into a regular nester. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I can only <laughs> hope. I can only hope. I actually just ran out of space on my Switch for the first time today. And uh, that's when, yeah. like, it's funny that you mentioned that you deleted Fortnite. I, I didn't even get the chance to uh, set it up on Switch yet. And luckily, uh-huh. I never set it up with my PlayStation 4. Yeah, so, don't do that. Uh, I'm going to yeah. just try to set it up on Xbox One because I feel like that's the only time I've got, or the only machine that I've got close enough room. I don't know, man. I just need I need a shitload of externals for everything I do, both for production with a website and the games we play. Well, so, yeah. at least now it's not like proprietary or like um, you know, SD bullshit. Well, or, yeah, you know, thank God for that. Regular SD, yeah, it's they're so. coming around. They're coming around. So, and it's it's specced up to two terabyte too, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what have I been playing? Well, a lot of stuff, obviously, for streams. But I think the most, uh, yeah, you know what? The most interesting thing that I think I've played, like I played some neat stuff, like Final Mission, which was known as Scat in the West. Uh, Gradius 2 for the Famicom. That means um, something else, I think, but okay. No, it's an acronym. It's a oh, dumb okay. title, though. I won't... It's a pretty dope game. It's expensive as fuck now, though. Yeah, I feel... I, I, it was given to me by one of our viewers in New Zealand, which I was pretty thankful for. Uh, mm-hmm. But he also sent this along, which is pretty cool. Uh, Jackie Chan uh, Action Kung Fu. Oh, shit. Whoa. Okay, so on that yeah. snob, I... I think everybody who says the Famicom or NES version is superior, uh, dude, they're fucking full of it. You have to play this on TurboGrafx-16 or PC Engine. It is just... See, everyone's saying that, but I think uh, like the guy that sent it to me, he said also that it was better gameplay-wise, even though the visuals themselves, aren't, they don't hold a candle. Gameplay-wise, I, I think I believe him. I think it's probably better, but I am going to check it out side-by-side side to determine for myself. I always forget the name of the movie it has a uh, city in it and like hopefully somebody can with like far more articulate knowledge of Jackie Chan's career can kind of chime in uh, before it just stumbles upon me randomly. But um, there's a movie where the plot is that Jackie Chan is locked into an arcade overnight and he ends up huh. getting sucked into a street fighter cab and has to fight. And every... he's Chun Li. Yeah. And it's like yeah, city something. Clubs. Um, huh. but I'll show note it. You guys should definitely watch that movie. Uh, it, oh yeah. I I think at some point it was definitely the highlight of uh. I think video game representation. And, <laughs> and, and 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 honestly, just go ahead and watch the Street Fighter movie while you're at it. it it's been a long. It's been enough time since yeah, last time and, you watched it. And don't it. forget to listen to our commentary when you do it too. Unless it's your uh, first time, then you know you should <laughs> definitely not do that. Then you definitely should do it. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> but. But yeah, I enjoyed it. We must have we must have been drinking a lot. I actually don't remember doing that. We did that. Uh, yeah, we did that. Um, oh man, I must have been drinking a lot. Yeah, I don't remember that? That was uh, I think that was like two years ago. I think. Okay, that was a while Shit, ago. Now I'm next gonna have to go year, back. Now I'm gonna have to go back. Next year we're we're gonna to be it. doing this for ten years. Mm-hmm. That's still so really we'll bizarre. just just say just just kind of call it off after that. <laughs> been yeah, a good well, run, guys. <laughs> Every time. But yeah. anyway, I'm sorry, Sarah. You were saying. No, no, it's, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we played it for the first time live on stream. And as we were playing it, you can check, the, you can watch the stream back at, at that point. It dawned on me that the music sounded almost identical to Final Soldier. 
It was developed like by I think the same. It was it was Hudson Soft, but the composer, the specific composer mm-hmm. for Final Soldier, also did the music in this game. And some of the pieces are are interchangeable. They sound almost identical to one another. I you know it's weird too because action kung fu that I remember sounds pretty. I mean, forgive the use of the term if you know it, it's in a it's a in a well intentioned context. I promise, but. Uh, it had like an oriental uh theme to it like a of some sort of inspiration that like clung to to that theme and i don't i don't associate that with final soldier but like i don't know man oh yeah maybe the maybe the first stage but the boss music True. the game over music and like stage like 2 and 3 that has a serious serious final soldier vibe down to like the little miniature key change that goes from a minor key to a major key in the middle of the piece it's very, I'm very that see, guy. I, I'm yeah. curious to see, like, because uh, I I don't remember the music for the NES version, but I I feel like it would be super lacking as opposed to like it. It definitely sounds surprised. overproduced. I don't know. I'll have to go back and. It's pop not. It in, it's though. not bad. Like, uh, go go back and check out the stream. You can hear it for yourself. It's it's pretty dope. So Jackie Chan's Adventures. What else? What else have yep. we been playing? Loved it. Um, hmm, what else did I do recently? What did I do last week? I forget. I want to say maybe it was like PlayStation there, 4. So I forget. I, I thought you did Wii stuff at one point, didn't you? Was that last oh, week? Oh, yeah. We did a Wii stream, didn't we? Yeah, I played yeah. Monkey King The Legend Returns. Actually, you fucking opened it. Like, you just opened it out of the packaging <laughs> like that night, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, which... It wasn't as bad as I thought. Which is kind of a baller move. Like, it was an unboxing and a stream all at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah. just like, like a guy got which two... I, th- I still think my target carries <laughs> copies of. By the way, fucking monkey oh, king. Shit. Um, oh yeah. If if you can get it for less than ten bucks, you're winning. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude. Yeah. You couldn't get. They couldn't even give it away fast enough. They gave that shit away like yeah. the same way they give away uh card uh Pokemon uh code cards for legendaries and other events. <laughs> they, they they just uh-huh. you're not even there in the electronic nice. section. It's just up front by self checkout. Um, so, you go. Just, just take like I I anticipated it to be a really shit game, but it actually wasn't terrible. But then I played. S- then I played Saint, which is like a remake. I that, remember Saint. Yeah, it, it was a remake to that same it's the game that didn't version. need to be made. Yeah, yeah it, and was it was like, garbage. It was. <laughs> we, we, we all we all know the best version of the Monkey King game is obviously Enslaved. Like it, Fuck it's that. the number one. Uh, it's, it was pretty it's good. the Arrow the right, Acrobat you, version of Monkey the of Monkey King. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yeah, but no, you can't. Dude, like one day, like yeah. we definitely do need to kind of round up the most shovelware ass shovelware titles of the Wii library, and and I would definitely, I would not mind streaming that for an hour. I, um, I you know I what come, else? I, I I would combat that with the Xbox. In DC, uh, I was just about to say that. Yeah, oh, dude. absolutely. You can find a lot of gold there, though. Holy shit! Like uh-huh. Rad Raygun. Wiz Wizorb wasn't Wizorb on there before it became like an Xbox yep. Live Arcade game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know what else wasn't terrible? Hmm. Ocean Commander. It actually Ocean Commander wasn't bad. No, you're absolutely correct. Um, fuck. There's another one. You know, it's funny. The moment anytime I hear Ocean Commander, I immediately want to associate Sid the Dummy. That's that. That game is awful. Don't. I bought that at a gas station. Um, just because it was like the novelty of buying (laughs) it at something like that. Aside from like Seven Eleven, which God, I miss when Seven Eleven sold video games because they did not know what the fuck a street date was so they like just put everything out the moment they got it like that's how i played gears of war 2 early 
with Seven <laughs> Eleven. Do you remember that nice. shit, Andrew? Because I think we both did that. You, me, and James. Which one's that? Gears of War Two. No, we don't have anything like that. I, I remember hearing about. It, we don't have a Seven Eleven around here. But they, they they did the same thing with the uh, World of Warcraft, I think, right? Yeah, uh, it was like the expansion the or King. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't have anything like that around here. But um, yeah, that was. I remember hearing about that. Like, oh, cool street date. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> oh, dude, no, it was great. Um, yeah. but I guess aside from that, I do want to touch on Gradius Two briefly. Go for it, because uh, we never we never got Gradius Two in North America. Um, it was only we... released in Japan. Really. Uh, on the on the home market, yeah. Is Gradius Two a Famicom um, game? Gradius Two, well, yeah, it was made on Famicom. There's also a PC Engine version, MSX version, uh, obviously the arcade version. It was ported to Saturn, um, and we got it here as like the it was part of the PSP compilation for Gradius, huh. the collection. But uh, in terms of like original release, yeah, the the Famicom version or the NES version never never made it over. Uh, it had something to do with one of the specialized chips they used in it. From what I understand, mm. but like this game is like eight bit perfection. It is super good. It's kind of amazing. I there's been a shoot 'em up that actually um, kind of gave me like a greatest vibe every time I see it played, and uh, it was it's one of those stupid obscure ones for the Sega Master System. Um, I want to say it's called Power Striker. Oh, Power Strike or Power Strike. There you go. I've been wanting to pick that up, but that one's super pricey right now. So like I've been thinking about just ever driving that one but like guess guess what oh did you, you say the same guy that gave us all these games gave us power strike as well oh, dude damn dude is, is yeah. this the new zealand hookup yeah yeah oh man that's the dude that's yeah, the homie right cy- there cyanide breathmans he he gave me my very first shout out on uh on youtube actually back before i had 100 subscribers nice. i think i had the, like 80 subscribers at the time the homie i like yeah. it yeah so you know, huge, massive props to Cyanide Breath. Let's, Mints let's for, link them uh, in the show notes, man. Sure. Let's, let's get that yeah. fucking YouTube out there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, got to return them, the favor, right? Them socials, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So aside from that, um, I mean, how do you feel about Grotty's 2? Should it, like, is this the oh, is this the Super Mario super Brothers good. Lost Levels of, like, fucking missed imports or is it it's it's hard that's for sure but i mean i made some decent progress having never played it before um <clears throat> uh, you got it to you for Mega Drive cl- or for famicom oh shit that is famicom. This is, fa- this is famicom there yeah um the uh the voice samples in this are super clear like it was actually kind of surprising when i got my first power up on it um, but yeah, handles super well, runs at 60 frames per second, uh, massive sprites all over the place. It has that same sort of, you know, the arcing prominence from like, uh, life force huh. in stage three. Yeah. It has that in the first stage and everything dragons coming out of the, the suns and stuff. Oh, it's super good. You can have up to four options. There's a hidden option formation. It, it's super, super good. I'll have to definitely check that. I, I, there's so much, uh, there's so many things I still have yet to make the time for. Like I finally, uh, I haven't even touched it, but I found a way to get a uh, a translated copy of uh, Mother Three, and I still have yet to even like kind of pop that in and and give it a go. But there, well, I don't know. I don't want to take my turn just yet. Um, Andrew, come on, yes sir. Andrew Hanshu, please bestow upon yes, us like what has been in your console. Oh man, um. Do you want me to talk about Destiny again? Because that's all I ever talked about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, um, 
really, with the exception of that, I did like we we mentioned previous episode. I think that I I had gotten the switch by that. No, point. you didn't. Or maybe I did. Okay, so so since the last recording, I got a switch, and uh, I picked up Super Mario Odyssey. I've been playing that not very far, but it's been a while. Like like it's been a while, y'all, since I played a Mario game. Uh, I didn't really touch the sunshine. I didn't touch uh galaxy. Like I just pretty world. Like, I'd I say think maybe was the last one you touch, right? Which one? Uh, Super Mario 3D World. Like, like a little bit, yeah, but nothing of like a, 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 an immense amount of time. But yeah, I remember making the comment that I was like sitting on my floor eating cereal on a Saturday morning, like you know, I was a kid again, and that 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 was a cool feeling. I don't necessarily get that with Odyssey. Like, obviously, like the last game prior to Odyssey that was like that style of game was like Mario 64 for me. And man, like it's a cool game, but I'm overwhelmed by everything going on in it. Like, I, I someone at work says you get a, a case of the shinies all of a sudden. You're like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that over there? Like everything is explorable. Everything is like hidden. Everything's a secret to me. So I'm always trying to like find the hidden secrets and final stuff. I don't know. It just feels like I'm kind of like you get burned out doing so much. Yeah, I'm doing so much of that side stuff. I kind of forget a what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be going, how I'm supposed to get there. Like I don't know. Like I haven't really fully grasped the control mechanics and just having the switch as a system. Like I'm super not into the portable gaming stuff. Like I don't. Yeah, you really touch my 3ds much anymore. I I actually don't have my Vita anymore. I literally only had a Vita to have Persona, and I got that finished up. So it's like eh, I don't really need a Vita now, to be honest. Like I never touched the thing. So like okay, you still have your uh, or no? You never picked up a PlayStation TV, huh? I did, and then I got rid of it because I never played oh, it. Like geez. it just and see now you can hack I it. I know. I'm still trying to hack yeah. mine because I want to whitelist yeah. all the shit that I couldn't play on my TV. Hmm. Uh, so, and I, I have, I have a suspicion that if it's not Sony, that it'll come to the Switch now, because that's just what happens with games now, they come to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, if it's like, I think Ali Ali's already on there, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, which was like, one of the few Vita games, I was like, oh, this is a badass game, this is cool. Now it's on the Switch, so, okay. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Odyssey, like, I am a little overwhelmed by it, but I'm also very, like, just kind of in love with just the idea of a Mario game and just playing Nintendo stuff again. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, it's exciting to me. I like having the Switch. I just don't really get a lot of the portability out of it quite yet. But I think that will come with time as I really play more of it and kind of use it more. Uh, but I'm happy to be in that, you know, that infrastructure now. Like, I'm glad to have a Switch finally. Like, I'm excited to pick up some of the stuff and, and you know, kind of be able to get a lot of the exclusive titles um but yeah other than that like just messing with the switch since i got it uh not much else like a little bit of tech in here and there uh just because of evo coming up which quick evo update while we're recording uh street fighter's about ready to start they did show uh officially g and sagat oh and they're available and they're and they're available tomorrow at the time of this recording i see they are coming out tomorrow you know what's funny is like uh i i popped it in and all i've been doing is just like doing some like easy freebie shit so i can get fight money but i have so many like it yeah and it's so bizarre too because like again anybody at home who's like keeping score i did not give street fighter 5 a favorable review when it came out and which is fair which is fair because it did not deserve a good review at the time of its release like, and it's even still it doesn't have a lot going on for it but um I think it's getting there personally. I think that their their commitment to the DLC has been getting better. I I don't like the story mode, but I do feel like there's some features in there that are, you know, making the game more 
replayable. Like there's more to go and do. Like uh, you mentioned fight money. Like I actually went in and played a bunch of Street Fighter just to unlock the Arthur costume for Ryu. And that was like a month long process. Like every week you got on and played to get the next piece of the costume. So that was kind of a nice way to like keep on coming back to it because you knew every week you'd unlock a new piece of the costume, which I, I think that's a cool idea. Like they have one right now. You could just buy it. You don't unlock it or earn it. You just buy it. But there's a Devil May Cry costume pack for uh, Ed and for Ken. Oh man, where you get you get you get Nero and you get Dante. So it, it's it's pretty cool. I, um, uh, the, the, I I think the costumes have been knocking out of the park. Honestly, like I think they've been really good. It's so funny though because like um. I, I did want to touch on the fact that, like, uh, it, it, I see such a divided camp. Like, I think Sarah's in the other camp, but, like, they're very much the docked versus non-dock uh, Switch owners and players. I'm very much a docked dude. I'm not the fan of, like, undocking. I mean, like, I've been doing it a little bit more huh. and more in bed, but, like, i much rather yeah. prefer it being docked and on my TV. Though it's weird, though. I've definitely seen games that you could tell were designed for it to be played portably like and then the moment you dock it it is not scaled or uh Ooh, yeah. displayed in a way that's uh congruent to the game the way it was in in a uh, much smaller display so i Ooh, quad quad fighter k was uh was guilty of that it, it created all kinds of lines between the uh the graphical tiles when you were playing on the screen versus it was fine when yeah. you were in handheld mode. Like yeah. there it I know it's tricky to get around. Like I believe uh what Mahjong did with or uh, whoever worked on the uh switch port for Minecraft, what they did is they just like significantly decreased the draw distance when it's in portable mode. But aside from that, like it's still it, it basically they kinda like Turoked it, Turok sixty four the fucking game. When it goes into portable mode, and then afterwards, when you put it on TV, it's got the appropriate amount of draw distance, which wasn't like too. Um, I don't know. It, it wasn't too offensive, I suppose. Um, but what I was gonna say is, uh, I've been actually really enjoying the aspect of uh people modifying uh hardware that is traditionally portable to be played non-portably. Like uh, someone just recently, and uh, we actually shared the link on our Twitter, but I'll definitely show note it. Somebody found a way to VGA uh, mod a uh, Virtual Boy to play through VGA display, uh, and holy nice. shit, it looks nicer than nice. anything we've done. And just, it, it's a very, like, I'll, I'll definitely have to put up a video. It's it's a very intriguing mod. Um, But, like, I've been also, somebody's kind of kind of working on trying to do the same thing with a SNK Neo Geo. Uh, pocket which would be amazing because that's also another system that has a lot of exclusive titles that have never been ported off outside of it and Man, I, i'd love to stream some facelle yeah dude or or fucking snk versus capcom uh card fighters i you have oh, no yes. idea how much i love card fighters like i still play that that's a good game uh, fucking yeah. ds sequel every chance i get um broken though it may be yeah, but I do enjoy it. But aside from Switch, oh, yeah. so you picked up Mario Odyssey and then you picked up some shmups based yeah. on uh, Bullet Heaven, but anything else you picked up? Uh, uh, I got, was it Pocket Fighter, I think it is? is that the... Oh, yeah. yeah. That came yeah. out recently, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It's cool, man. Like I, I feel like I feel like it translates very well to playing it on a Switch. Like, the controls are very fluid. Like, it feels like you're, you're doing, like, your normal fighting game maneuvers, your quarter circles and what have you. Um, but it feels really fluid, even on like the very small, uh, whatever the pads are called. You know, I'm not sure the terminology for it. 
the Joy-Cons, yeah, but it, it feels pretty smooth, and it's very simplistic, it, but it, it's a cool little pick-up-and-play kind of game. There's no real depth to it, necessarily, so like, but... So, so how do you feel about the analog sticks on the Switch when it comes down to performing those types of moves? In, in that game in particular, it feels good, like, it feels fluid, but I think the game was made with that... Like, mm-hmm. I feel I feel like they made it with that in, in, in mind, like, they kind of made it for the Switch and for the Switch only... I feel like if you were to put any other fighting game on there, like, for example, like Street Fighter Anniversary or any of those types of games, I don't think it would function as well at all. I, you feel, know like, what, I, feel, I feel like it has to be made for the hardware, and, and otherwise it's just not going to be... I'm really wanting to check out that Hori Joy-Con pad, the one that has, like, a, a, a traditional D-pad. Yeah. Not uh-huh. yet. Wait until they work out the bugs, because there's been reports of it shorting out the entire Switch. Whoa, yeah, don't want that. really? Don't want yeah. that. Don't want that. <laughs> Damn. Uh-huh. So uh, and and Hori is aware of the issue too. So this isn't just conjecture. So just yeah. kind of wait on it for now. Man, that's got to be a lot of yeah. red tape and and how they're going to go about Scary. that. For what it's worth, though, I do feel like the Joy Cons uh, analog sticks are well suited even for digital style play. I they, they work well for me. I'm I've never yeah, yeah, been yeah. when it comes to, especially to a 2D fighter like just the articulation that you you need to. Uh, input with your thumbs and, and the fact that you don't have like that tactile response the way you do with a D-pad, I don't know. Like, it's too fluid for a thumbstick. So, like, I think the best game that's ever fucking done that was uh, SNK versus Capcom 2 for GameCube. There was something about mm. the way the GameCube's uh, thumbstick kind of work, but literally anything mm. else. Well, yeah, it was it was gated, right? So it had an, an octagonal gate on it, so you could get like true right. Which, which yeah. yeah, yeah, and that that's like with my fight sticks. All my fight sticks are eight ways. So yeah, I because because you, you you can get fight sticks that are like like cross. You have a cross gate or like a like an octa, like you were saying. Like there's different ways of kind of laying out yeah. the the fight sticks. So. Yeah, um, which and I, I, I'm kind of more partial to fight stick. So if we get a switch fight stick, like that might be. Oh, they something. exist. There's there's a wrap five for the switch. There you or, go. Or, or he's throwing out that that, that goodness. Yeah. All right, oh, yeah. I, might, I might jump on that then. If we get like a good like switch only <laughs> fighting game, like I, I need another fight stick in my life. I almost bought the Razor Dragon Ball fight stick only because it's a new fight stick. Damn. Um. Yeah, I know. I'm I, I'm bad. Guess. Hey man, I mean Blade Strangers is just around the way, so maybe I'll maybe I'll look into that one. I, I haven't kept uh, eyes on that too much, but maybe that'll be the next one I look into for sure. Yeah. You know what's funny um, yeah, it's... is uh I just picked up one of my favorite two D fighters too, um that God did not get any sort of love that it needed to when it first came out. That was a Galaxy Fight. Uh I grabbed a Saturn copy and it is I would have to say, like, it is uh, beta SNK before, uh, like, SNK in early 2000s. Like, that was probably the most forward-thinking game in concern to visuals and, like, some of the mechanics, especially the scaling of distance. Um, I would definitely... What's it called again? Galaxy's Fight. It is uh, just a weird sci-fi take with... um, Everything kind of... I mean, they still found a way to include a ninja character. It's just a fucking robotic... uh, like space agey ninja character, but I was really uh, surprised at how well it, it played on Saturn. And then, like, I went and checked it out. And, like, aside, I think the only other home release is a Neo Geo CD, and then that's it. It's like, I think it's on the AES, but, like, why spend the thousand? Jeez. This is like between 150 and 220 bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, the Filthy Game Room, uh, operated by a friend of the show, Ben Bizzle. And in his. Uh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. But he, still owe that to a steak dinner. You do. 
Oh, dude. I do. I do. Or get it on eBay from Japan for 20 bucks. There you go. Um, it's pretty cheap on Japanese Hunter. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I didn't exactly set myself a very a very healthy bucket list uh, item when when I said that, but I'm going to stick to it. Um, Neo Geo CD version is actually only 37 bucks too. I should pick that up. Yeah, uh, I was... Kind of curious to see how fast that would perform, given the like the load issues that the Neo Geo CD has. So mm. it's set, so wait now Galaxy now this says did you mention it was on the Switch? You said no, um, but I'm surprised that it's not on the Switch with all I of the. I think I think it is, but I don't think it's in our region. Uh, okay, because like it's made. I th- I I think it might be on the EU, which is even crazier because it's like the only other Sunsoft developed game that was partnered with Neo Geo. Because the other one is a uh, Waku Waku Seven, and I believe that's also uh, that is has a proper uh, Switch re-release through uh, SNK's um, selection. So I don't know. It was really bizarre that that Galaxy Fire. Oh, that's right there. the uh, the hamster re-release. Yeah. So. Which, and, like, they've Actually, done, like, god damn, dude, they did, like, Miracle Warriors, like, they did, they've already done, like, they've they've tapped into some of the more uh, obscure titles within uh, the Neo Geo library. Oh, you see it? They have it, yeah, the ACA Neo Geo. Uh, like, is that is that a hamster? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they they released it. It's uh, seven ninety nine on the eShop for Switch. Oh, yeah, shit, so. there we go. Grab Galaxy Fight. <clears throat> that, it's really that, that'll be good. That'll be the next thing. I will purchase that for sure. Um, I really want to get this game now on Neo Geo CD. Uh-oh. Cool. I'm going to do it. Uh, not now, but soon. <laughs> I, they, and just it. so everybody's listening, there I grabbed it up on <laughs> Saturn. next unboxing. And Ben hooked it up, but it is, don't buy it for Saturn. <laughs> if you get the chance, if you value, uh-huh. like, your wallet, it's pretty bad, man. I... Well, U.S. Saturn. Yeah, I, I have to convince myself why it's going to be a good idea to buy Batman and Robin the arcade for a hundred and ten dollars, like complete. So, fucking. Uh, you're not even scratching the surface, though. I'm not, and like we'll kind of get from there. But anyway, um, aside from that, man, uh, anything else you're planning on? So, did you grab Octopath Traveler? Negative. I have not yet. Uh, I I tried to get on a Wario sixty four. Uh, hot tip for a price uh, error and end up getting it canceled. So I have not picked it up yet, but I will be hopefully soon. I think that's probably the next one I'll actually try to secure. Um, it'll either be that or um, My Hero Academia, the the fighting game coming out, but that's not out for a while. So the anime's good. We'll talk about that on another Dude, show. Dude, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I would love to have an man. after hours on that if, if we can. Like, woo! Man. <laughs> Do not worry, that's my, because that's my, we were that's here. That's my fucking jam. Yes. Man. I love that shit. Oh, okay, my God. All right, cool. We can, weeb, we can <laughs> okay. weeb the fuck out on that. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah uh, I was uh, actually, I was going to say something about Wario 64. Wario 64 is not, weird, like, real, just so you guys know. he That, that is an AI program that has gone sentient. Well, yeah, I I know uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Suda Fifty One thinks the exact same thing, but I I, I agree. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. But he he he's, he's someone I think. But anyway, um, you should definitely pick it up, and I kind of want to talk about it. I've been actually, mm-hmm. I've been playing two RPGs back to back. Well, okay, so I'm also I reviewed a lot of stuff, and honestly, I don't want to spend too much time talking about review stuff because I've actually I feel like I've talked about it on previous shows, and really, like. 
I haven't talked about Fox and Force, but I don't want to. It's just shitty pandering. Um, I don't want to talk about Yo Yoku's Island Express, but I loved it. So you guys should check out the review for that, and then like a bunch of other stuff. Like should be being published, but uh, oh, Sonic Mania Plus and Mega Man X Legacy Collection. We should definitely touch into another time. But Octopath Traveler, I was delightfully surprised over just how expansive uh, a dynamic can be uh, taken and polished because like every just every single ability that like each of the playable characters have um, I did not anticipate that the the use of it would just like you know how there's a gimmick that you don't quite make use of or, or you don't think flows that well into um, just the grand scheme of the game like there's like like the way uh, a grappling mechanic should work in the new bio command, bio, bionic commando, but like people don't really. I mean, it, it it can be a mediocre shooter without really fucking appreciating it. Even though, like, I don't know, I, I think that game gets unfairly judged. But I think I can probably pick up a better uh, comparison at a later time. The point I'm trying to make is I did not think that this main draw of the game would be so cohesive to the experience of it, because. I, it, it's just so easy to kind of gravitate to a character that resonates with how you play an RPG. Like, especially the fact that there are RPG, there are dozens of RPGs out there and it's just like the genre's gotten stagnated to the point where even is something as compelling as talking to an NPC has totally lost that charm and that gravitas. And somehow like Octopath Traveler made that mechanic seem magical again. It's, it's just so refreshing that like the game has found a way to make use of so many different nuances that people take for granted in that sort of game to where like uh like just not running away from a battle. I don't think I've caught myself running away from a battle yet in it. And um, my favorite so far, and it might be the, mu- the, the like the most basic bitch of the cast, but like uh, Ulbrich is like my dude. I just I cannot stress how much I love the concept of challenging any NPC to a, a com- like combat. And it can be, like, the most innocuous-looking, like, NPC, and their difficulty can be, like, through the map. Like, you're fighting the fucking sheep herder, and, like, you're scraping for, like, <laughs> you're on the edge of your seat, and just your fingernails are, like, scratching at the fucking edge of, of like trying to make it through the battle and like you don't even get that kind of intensity with like the main bosses of the campaign um, or just being able to charm or or get NPCs to like f- do your bidding or, or, or fucking rob them blind there there are so many strings to this game that like I I really but had there's hard- not like your typical like morality thing that you get in a lot of RPGs nowadays like no it's not, that's not doesn't factor into it, which is good. That's kind of refreshing. It feels like it's a throwback oh, in the best way possible. There is a reputation, though, too. Okay. So okay, like yeah. if you fail in what you're trying to do, your reputation can slip. Yeah, huh. and and like I, another thing about it too is just like uh one other mechanic that I feel doesn't go mentioned enough is that there's this uh layer of strategy to it in a turn-based game that um I did not like it. It takes the Grandia formula. And does a really good job of, um, I don't know, kind of pumping it with steroids. Like, I, I wish I could say it in a more elegant way, but um, it uses, like, that active time, uh, like, that timeline mechanic of uh, speed kind of dictating where you fall along. And the fact that you, as a player, can actually see your progress of whose turn it will be and uh, kind of planning out your moves on that. But also... Evolution was like that, too. 
Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I man, the Dreamcast had a lot of RPGs. Just so you all know, you should definitely check them I, out. I s- still got to pop in the GameCube version of that. I, I, mm, I feel like a lot of those GameCube ports, like a lot of the Dreamcast ports that went to GameCube, did not get ported the best. I was not a fan of um, Jesus Skies, Skies of Arcadia. Arcadia. Oh my God, I don't know why that was escaping. You're me. right. the uh, The sound isn't quite there. No, they're they're it like run, that. It runs little... better, but. Mm. But but anyway, it does it does run better. But uh, yeah, the sound the sound is a little off key. Same with the evolution, from what I understand. Although it is fully voiced. The um, but kind of like combining all those mechanics of like uh, essentially layering um, and an active timeline that you can go ahead and see your progress all, uh, as far as priority of move, uh, but also allowing you to kind of uh, build a a stock of enhancements known as boosts that affect like the. In- the intensity and impact of whatever move you make, whether it even be a supportive move. Like I, I just love that it added like these little nuances. It it made like any of the, like the turn based fatigue that you get with something like fucking Pokemon or anything to where it's just a, a matter of like mashing a and grinding. Like even then grinding is rewarding in this game because where experience points um can come through and, and definitely uh, build certain characters. I love that there's no scaling, so you really kind of see a reward for your effort, especially when you get a new member. Um, when you get a new yeah. party member, they don't they don't scale up to where you're at. They're at fucking zero. So you, you, you got you got fucking yeah, got to put the work in. Interesting. Uh, but also, like, uh, gold is insanely hard to earn. But even then, you get uh, rewarded extra gold depending on whether or not you were able to. Uh, break someone's defenses or uh, cast or perform a certain like the fact that you get extra rank in your experience I really enjoy it and there was another game that was like that too that I also want to talk about and it's been a um, on my bucket list for quite some time and I finally picked it up after 650 bones later but um, I fucking grabbed Dang. Panzer Dragoon Saga and holy shit like when people say like top top 100 games you must play before you die um Panzergoon Saga definitely belongs in that list. I I cannot stress to you enough being someone who's always advocated for the Sega Saturn and has loved it um unabashedly and has been like an apologist for that like fucking uh platform for years upon years. I cannot stress like if you needed a game to really like showcase the horsepower and like technical fidelity uh, of a uh, Sega Saturn game, look no further than Panzer Dragoon Saga. I, it's so bizarre to me that with all the muddied, ugly textures and like fucking uh, limited draw distance and gross polygons, that like somehow that game, and I and I try to say this with like the utmost sincerity and no rose tinted glasses nostalgia, how beautiful that game looks. It, it is insane. Like it's almost. The art design of that game allows it to kind of get away with how pointy it is to the point where, like, it's aged rather well. Like, I don't know. it. I also was not anticipating, like, such an expansively, like, robust presentation. Um, it's weird because, like, of all the other Panzer Dragoon games, uh, Panzer Dragoon always had, like, this fictional language that, like, they did where it's, like, a combination of, like, Greek and Japanese and Russian. Uh but because everything's also fully voice acted, uh, all of it is in Japanese. 
So they kept the Japanese in there and just translated everything. But every every NPC interaction, just about all voice acted, um, animations and and fluidity of combat. It it was insane to me that like, and it's so sad because like, I'm so happy I played this game. But because of like the 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 price point being the biggest factor, but just like the obscurity and, and nicheness of it, it's never like I don't Sega's never gonna fucking re-release this. They they still have yet to re-release like other <clears throat> iconic uh Sega Saturn games. They can't re-release it. Sega didn't hold on to the code. It's one so they didn't hold on to any of it. No, it was just lost somehow so through the ages. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, they. they... <laughs> I, I just got that. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> God damn it. I thought you'd appreciate it. Uh, but for real, though, no, it's, it's completely lost. It's the same sort of story with, like, Zero Gunner 2. Uh, Zero Gunner 2's uh, source code was totally lost, so they had to rebuild it from scratch. Kingdom Hearts is and like I that, don't too, think where s- they had to rebuild everything, which is even more bizarre. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Sega's got it in them to redo the entire thing. Plus, the team is gone. Team Andromeda uh, ended with Smile Bit, and that's even gone. Yeah, but, like, dude, they've been getting to get, like, they just recently got together for that um, Panzer Dragoon feature that uh, our friend of the show, James Milky, did for Polygon. I mean, I can't imagine, like, if Sega threw enough money at it and they saw that, and not only that, didn't Smilebit do Crimson Dragoon or Crimson Dragon? Like, I want to feel uh, like they... some some leftovers from Team Andromeda did that. Yeah, I mean leftovers, but you're gonna, you're not going to get the same sort of level of production as uh, as a saga, right? Not yeah, not that top tier. I don't know. I feel nah. like uh, it would definitely be a game that would benefit from a re-release for several reasons. I think I think if Sega had it in them and they really committed, like that would definitely be a that would be a a radar title. But it's goddamn, dude. Saga um, also. It, it it's weird too because um, it also possesses some similarities with um, Octopath Traveler, and where its battle system is uh, very active time. Like you want to talk about active there, I I, I think it's uh, probably more active than a Grandia or or a Paper Mario or any of the other Mario RPGs, to where you are constantly moving around between four quadrants and you're doing so in such a cinematic way. And certain areas are either completely safe uh, and it'll even expose weak points to your enemy that can be better attacked from. Kind of like a, like the, I, I just was blown away by how many um, ways they were able to incorporate like the shooter aspect that the, the series has roots in as far as far as a rail shooter and still f- like feel as fluid and as strategic as a turn based RPG. Um, I want to say too that like it it bears a lot of similar. Okay, um, Skies of Arcadia bears a lot of similarities to Panzer Dragoon Saga in some ways no, too, I agree. right? I it's so yeah. funny. I didn't especially like the the airship battles, right? Yes, I did not. Um, I just I wasn't. I didn't really make a, a lot of those connections, but it, it's just so weird that like I I was playing something. This was made in 1998. Um, it was also localized in 1998 because, goddamn, dude, did the localization team have some fucking? Um, they had some free time. I don't know how many South Park references you'll ever find in a Sega game outside of fucking Panzer Dragoon Saga. Uh, <laughs> it is like any, like, like yeah, there's they, more than zero. There, no, there's definitely more than zero. Uh, I don't oh, know how many times they that's... put uh, they killed Kenny or you bastard. Uh, oh my god, they killed Kenny <sighs> or you. Ba- yeah, just, uh, just shit like man, that. Shit that like on, really dated yeah. the game. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But going back to Octopus, I don't think you'll find you won't find that in the Japanese version. No, of that. not at no. all. Um, but back to Octopath Traveler, um, it was just it was really nice to kind of like play these games hand in hand because it Octopath Traveler definitely feels like an evolution of some of the dynamics that like you you like can tell are, are just so polished to the point where like they've made they stood the test of time and then like you see it like in in such a refined um implementation with uh octopath traveler like i i don't know man i i kind of like the one thing that i i think octopath traveler doesn't do as well i i think it's just because it's so self-aware of what it is as far as it being a game that like tributes this the culture of the jrpg that it has a really weak story. Like I feel like every single background origin or story, or like the even the like overarching plot or lack of, I don't want to talk about it too much, is um, really just done to for the sake of like aggrandizing the conventions that you associate with the JRPG. Like there's a fucking orphan in there. There's somebody who lost their memories. There's like the lone warrior who has to atone for past sins there's mm-hmm. like tail a lot of it also has to do with revenge like god at least half of them like have somebody that they're looking to ice and like that's it and and, and, and it sounds like it is probably too <laughs> self-aware but I, I i guess like when i had heard about this game i'm not too familiar with it but i kind of thought it was in response to the success of bravely default and how Square Enix kind of went and said, hey, like, these throwback games are actually pretty successful and people want more of this. Like, we should do more of this. And I thought that was kind of in response to, even though Bravely Default, the the sequel, which I can't remember the name of it for Bravely the life of me. Second. Bravely Second. Bravely which Second. So which, what, what was not, which was not as, like, I would, I would say was not as well received as the first. And... I don't think it was I as commercially of, successful as the first. I, I, I just remember bouncing off of it very quickly. Like, I played a little bit, and then, like, just immediately was like, eh. Like, I, 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 got, I got enough of that in the first one. Like, there wasn't enough to draw me back in, because I played a shit ton of the first one. Like, I played 30 hours of just the demo, because I was so fucking amped for a game like that. And I guess that's... Which you can do this time around, by the way, with Octopath Traveler. It cut... It, they time it you out. They time you out, yeah. Like three hours, so you can even grind yep. hard. Yep. So, yeah. so you know, I feel like that's kind of in response to that. So I guess it's like, it probably does seem like it's very self-aware, but at the same time, I think it's just them kind of like catering to, well, this is what you guys wanted, so here you go. We'll give you the most like, you know, kind of, you know, on the nose a little too much kind of game I, I like that because that's very, what you wanted. It, you know? It's weird. For as refined as it is, it's still very traditional. And like, yeah. that's what oh, we're kind of seeing a comeback Very traditional. Of. Like mm-hmm. now, the um, I, I want to say that like uh, as opposed to Bravely Default, where that was very, uh, very much unabashedly a Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, style game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to say that Octopath uh, follows uh, the path that Saga sort of tra- uh, trailblazed. Okay. Back in the like, because you had a bunch of different characters, but they would cross paths in much the same way. Like Saga Frontier, for example, and Saga Frontier Two, um bear a lot of hallmarks that would make their way into uh, Octopath Traveler. Yeah, but see, like, that's where I think Octopath Traveler drops the ball because, like, unlike Saga, like, that's the one thing I'm not the biggest fan of is that I felt like uh, the intersecting paths... I I like... Okay, what I really do enjoy that Octopath does, too, is, like, as you get further in, um, when you prefer a certain playstyle, if you want to pick up on the story of a, a certain... 
uh, character, you can switch them out uh, in the tavern, and then you will take command of that character and their specific motivations. But I, I, all of them seem very secular to the point where, like, they don't really, like, you know how they, like, all the characters that traditionally with an RPG, they all have, like, six degrees of separation with one another, and then at the end, like, their cooperation unearths this, like, huge plot point that, that's, like, integral to this, like, overarching story. Um, that is not the case with Octopath Traveler. It could, you could very much just play that with the intention of, of really gravitating towards one story and like the, uh, I, I would say the cameos or um, the cameos or introduction of the other characters and their input and involvement uh, could have little to no bearing over like the success or, or the development of one particular character. It was kind of disheartening. Like it felt a little lazy. Which again, it's it sort of feels a lot like Saga for like especially the first Saga like Frontier where kind of more like they at the end they all played a part that involved one another. Not really though. I mean I played T S whatever his name was, the robot, and it's it's the final boss with that was fighting a bunch of computer screens. Yeah. Right? Like there's no way that that was anywhere near the same thing as if you played with the blue haired dude, which I forget his name. Damn, dude. I yeah, I can't remember his name for the life of me either. The Saga games are uh, like an entirely different beast, and like I, I you know, say, say what you will about romancing Saga, but I I enjoyed those games very much. It's a fantastic game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people like the PS2 entries like are kind of hit or miss with some, but um. Oh, it's all about the Super Famicom ones. There you go. Um. I I very much recommend like if I don't know if uh, Octopath Traveler is the reason to get a Switch, but if you have a Switch, it, it's a must own. It should be in everyone's library. I think it's very much um, I I in, in concern to like just about every aspect of it. I definitely think that um, it's one of those games that you can either get really really involved with, or you can play at a very leisurely place. Like I, it does. There's one thing that I really appreciate it because, like, uh, with any RPG, the the sense of the obligation to commit yourself to it stems from the fact that, like, you know, if you put it down, you're never going to come back to it. And I, it's mm-hmm. been such such an approachable game to come back to. I don't mind the fact that I haven't even played it for that long because I've been so entranced with uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga, which Panzer Dragoon Saga is, it feels the exact opposite. Like the moment I put it down. Because no, there there's so many. I'm I'm only on the second disc, and now I'm getting into that really weird territory where uh, I have to talk to a, the like the most least suspecting NPC because like they don't have <laughs> the game is still very uh, uh, subtle and uh, aloof with how it directs you that like you can get lost and not know what the fuck to do. I still don't even know how people played this back in the day because. Uh, Sega didn't even like nobody even worked with Sega to release an official uh, strategy guide. So the fact that anybody even beat that game is a fucking wonder to me because I've already hit my wall to the point where like the internet had to step in. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, that's all I've been playing in my console, and I figure it'd be an appropriate point to kind of like you know jump into the topic as to why uh, we're even discussing JRPGs. So without further ado, let's go feature topic, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So, sitting around and waiting to get stabbed, like fucking, like staring your enemy dead in the eye and and keeping an eye on the fucking clock so that way you can give everybody their fair shake. Uh, JRPGs have a very, like, it's a weird history they have here in the States and, like, they kind of, like, they had their boom. Like, I want to say that uh, in the early 90s, it was definitely platformers with Tude. Then it was fighting games. Like, fighting games were fucking everywhere. But some sure, point sure. after Final Fantasy VII uh, finally came out, it, I, you know, everybody can kind of attribute to uh, SNES RPGs really being the thing that bring it to light. But, like, sales figures mm-hmm. and, like, memory would argue that. Uh, after Final Fantasy VII, though, like, the fucking game changed. Like, RPGs were were just about everything and then if they weren't it, it was trouble like i people don't believe me when i say this but i guarantee you like one of the biggest factors as to why the nintendo 64 flopped as way as it did i mean there are several reasons but a, a big one was just a lack of rpgs lack of good rpgs it had like four and one of them is fucking quest 64 which i will de- I, i'll defend but like <laughs> i'll do it fully aware of what i'm defending you really don't want to oh yeah, yeah. So i think we're in the same sinking ship there um but yeah jrpgs kind of like came they hit really hard especially during the playstation 2 era and like square was sort of on top of the world and then as soon as like we were treated to the generation of the Xbox 360, the PlayStation 3, and the Wii. The shooters. Yeah. They, I mean, they, it yeah. sort of just faded back into the obscurity that it, it was in, like, during the early 90s. And now we're kind of, like, with smartphone gaming and, and like, app markets being as robust as they are and digital storefronts and just all of the other little... Um, Philosophy, uh, philosophies involved with games, especially with uh, older games getting re-released with quality of life, uh, quality of life upgrades. Um, it's kind of refreshing to see uh, JRPGs kind of like on the forefront again, especially from fucking Square Enix. Uh, like being as they've kind of, I don't know, man. They they've really only put that that kind of muscle behind Final Fantasy, and then everything else has been very niche uh, only only i would say pandering like i don't know what, what do you I'm, I'm kind of basically saying that jrpgs are no longer dominated by like fucking this america and it's kind of uh-huh. well so like it's interesting because as you kind of go through that timeline of when they were dominant when they re- had a resurgence it kind of to me like in my mind it feels like it's when western gaming kind of fell apart Right, like you know, like, like the JRPG was a dominant factor in the gaming uh, landscape, and then once like Western gaming, you know, got to be a big thing, like your shooters or you know something of that nature, they kind of took the back seat. They weren't the, the the main draw, and then once that started to fall apart, here comes you know the the RPG. Like it kind of comes back in, into the the landscape comes back into the conversation because you know what we're putting out what's considered an american release of a game or like an american dominant game you know you don't really get shooters i mean there are shooters in japan i would assume but they're probably not the dominant genre or even like that important you know in in a japanese uh it's weird gaming industry like we mentioned already once earlier but like 
I think it's really weird that of all the shooters that I've seen, Western shooters to, and I don't even know if it is Western, so forgive me if I'm speaking out of turn, but of all the shooters huh. that I've seen to, like at least modern shooters, to penetrate the Japanese market as much as it did, uh, Fortnite is doing yeah. fucking weirdly well there. Oh, um, that's interesting. I, it's one of those, and that must be the due to the success of it that's kind of breaking that mold. Uh, but, you know, I feel like, it, it kind of comes and goes like how almost like every other Nintendo system is a success, you know, like how like it, you have to hit each other generation to get it to work. Right. I feel like we saw the RPG is a big deal until like PlayStation two era, maybe mm-hmm. like PS one era, big deal PS two era. Then you're getting into like your metal gears and you know, you're getting to these other types of games. I think that's when the it started story- moving into like the niche, uh, like hemisphere, yeah, and, and you're starting yeah. to get more of those cinematic games, you know. Although, and, yeah. I mean, I think with uh, with the PlayStation Two, like it, it took the uh, the idea of the the play the PlayStation One era JRPG made it more robust with really good presentation, uh, huge massive uh, games on DVDs rather than multiple CDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, towards the end of the life cycle, there was a pretty sharp decline. I would say like right when it got into the beginning of the uh, fifth generation, I forgive me if I'm wrong with my numbering, but when, when the 360 first came out, like they fucking, they, they fronted hard their JRPGs. I mean, Enchanted Arms was a thing, and it was, like, made to be such a big deal. Eternal Sonata was, like, the biggest deal. Uh, um, fucking, that was a good game, it too. It was. Blue yeah, Dragon, was Lost good. Odyssey. Like, Microsoft Lost really Odyssey. threw a lot of weight in the fact that, like, hey, we've been hearing you, and we're we're stepping up our game and you're going to find some of the best JRPGs available only on Xbox and for a while like that was true except it was too little too late like all of those games sold yeah. average at best all of those games are talked about by only a certain subset and i feel like whatever craze that it had just kind of moved on and then it had this stigma that it carried with it to the point where like you know, those who were still interested in that sort of game had to really migrate towards anything uh, published by Xseed or fucking Nis America or whatnot. And then it got to be really niche to the point where, like, they really they kind of clung on to, I would say, some of the more like very uh, like aloof. I don't want to say aloof, but like like the deep cuts of anime culture, like fucking sure, Moe shit sure. and, and, and stuff like yeah. that to the point where like, it, it was nowhere near as like accessible as it may have been like during for some of those games. I mean, here you have like yeah. the gorgeous Toriyama art of blue dragon. And then like the Uematsu fucking soundtrack and direction of lost odyssey. And then like even some of the and, development and internal then, Sonata and, and then tales, yeah. and, like the tales games and then mm-hmm. nothing. And now you got like the games where you all you care about is your waifu. You yeah, know? It, it's yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like to me when those when those games were getting awfully niche and kind of not in the forefront is when you saw like stuff like Skyrim and Witcher, and those were the RPGs that were dominating. I think that was kind of the thing that pushed it to the side. And now I feel like we're getting the eighth iteration of a Skyrim re-release. Now is when we kind of get back to like 
we get back to basics. Yeah, you know, like, we get keep back in mind to that, like Oblivion release during all those other games, and yet what's the one sure that gets talked about more than any of those? And, and, you, and you don't like maybe Witcher to a degree and Oblivion, but you don't really talk about any of the other ones, or at least they're not in the same conversation. But yeah, I mean, you know, like the JRPG is what set the table. You know, they're the ones that kind of started it all out. I think you you keep on going back to what you know, and, and I think they understand that. I think that instead of them, and we've talked about this in the past about Japanese developers trying to approach what Western gamers want or expect, they kind of stopped doing that and said, okay, we're just gonna go back to what we know, and this is what we know. And you know, and I think that's I think that's what's going to be successful for them going forward. The only exception I think to that was maybe like the Final Fantasy series. Like I don't know how fifteen fits into all that, and you guys have played more of that than I have, so I don't know if that fits into like the we're still trying to figure out like I think fifteen we did thirteen is the and you know evolution of like a lot uh-huh. of modern conventions. Like fifteen definitely feels like one of the most modern Final Fantasy games. Like even when you go back, like thirteen um, yeah. was still pretty like traditional. In fact, people okay. considered it like they took all of the, I, I would say, some of the more celebrated aspects of like its traditional uh, approach, except the fact that people thought it was dumbed down and it was made linear for the sake of accessibility. And like, I, you know, there's an argument that could be put there because I think it was one of the most heavily marketed Final Fantasy games since seven just for the fact that it was also going to appear on the 360 was a huge deal within itself. But even then, I mean, I'm still kind of going back because we, you see like Microsoft like hit strong with that. And then in the years that passed, we had to have something like operation rainfall just for like Nintendo to even consider. Yeah. To acknowledge, to acknowledge <laughs> that JRPGs are even a presence yeah. in the States. I think you kind of compare that to like 10 years later now, almost 10 years later, uh, to where you see something like fucking Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a thing. Mm-hmm. Even after, like, uh, the last Xenoblade release on the Wii U didn't fare all that well. And fuck, it got a... It, it, like, there are talks that it might get a re-release on Switch. Of the original or the two? Uh, of the one for... I, I think it's X. Xenoblade Chronicles... Yeah. X, yeah. Yeah, the Wii U. Uh, see, they it might actually be cross. If they release of the Wii version, I'd be okay with that, actually, all things considered. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't, considered they, there's a new 3DS yeah. version uh, out there now that isn't half bad. Yeah. I, they mm-hmm. just need to fix the UI. Like, that, that fucking yeah. interface. I, is... I do have the original. Like, it's... Uh, I've, I've actually got all of the Operating Fall games. Yeah, and and like even then, I think Pandora's what? Tower, Pand- Pandora's being Tower, the only one that isn't so RPG. I mean, it's it, that one's just a like a weird, it's a weird platform. Well, Pandora's Pandora Tower, like, Last Story, and Xenoblade. It was kind of like um, it was a lot like uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it was Last Story, Pandora's Tower, and Xenoblade. Uh-huh. Pandora's Tower played a little Zelda. like Shadow of the Colossus in a, in a lot of ways too. Yeah, um, yeah. but even then, like we're like we were at that point. To the to where now I mean, just the switch alone, like the um, the world ends with you, fucking like lost fear. I am Setsuna, uh, like just some of those, like and like and and also we're gonna get probably a uh, I think it's been titled, but we still don't know a lot about the Shin Megami Tensei or is it Shin Megami Tensei? Yeah, it, it, it's a it's an SMT game that we're getting for switch and then you, you we it'll really probably be smt5 
which would be oh man, fucking! I just got Strange Journey on the 3DS, man. I'd be fucking. And Strange Journey I'd just be recently all made about its way it. to the Switch, didn't it? No, 3DS. Oh, 3DS. Yeah. 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 But which I I have the original on the original DS, DS. and it was freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of you know I think in the same vein for me for my money, not being so much on the Final Fantasy train. Like for me, I think the RPG as we know it, a JRPG as we know it in today's climate, is is I think in due part to Atlas. And what we've gotten oh, with the Shin Megami absolutely. Tensai series of games. And not just Persona, although Persona is by and far the most successful iteration of those series of games. But, mm. you know, I feel like their 3DS, you know, releases. And I think that if they were to like do anything other Devil's, than... Devil Survivor, for Yeah, example. Devil Survivor, yeah. Uh, uh, Shin Megami Tensai 4, Apocalypse. Digital like Devil Saga. games of the last even, couple of years. Mm. Uh, and I'd like Odyssey. to see even some of those... Which yeah, actually yeah, I forgot all about it, Trinasi. Yeah, you're absolutely. That's right. a pretty uh, hardcore RPG too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you have like, and then you have like Persona Q, like the kind of cross between those two franchises. Uh, yeah, and I think that to me, I think that they approach the RPG with a sense of style, and just there, there's something about it, man. There's an attitude to it, you know. And I think that that's something that this society, like this this day and age, this generation of gaming can really embrace. I think they embrace the characters. I think they embrace the, you know, sometimes serious storylines and sometimes very serious things that are discussed. I mean, it, it's it's kind of insane some of the stuff they dive into with, like, the Persona series of games. Like, it, it's it's hard-hitting stuff, I think, for I think... what Japanese games usually release. And you don't really get that in Final Fantasy or games of that genre of the past. I feel like what Persona's doing and just games in, in general with you know, the uh, Shin Megami Tensai releases, I think they're really tackling some, you know, stuff that respects the maturity of its players. And I think that just all in all, I think that's what's really driving it forward, in my opinion. I think as well, like uh, a lot of the Atlas games, like aside from that, all of those that we mentioned, they, they're an, a stellar example of like what you get when you marry uh, some older concepts with new, more modernized takes on like something. And sure. that, and I feel like that's the yeah. thing that like kind of killed JRPGs like into the mid two thousands and and going into that, it's just that it felt so archaic, like some of that, uh-huh. and there was never like there's an appreciation for like some of the uh, design philosophies, but like there was no one was kind of turning anything on its side. They were just sort of like. I wouldn't even call reinventions. They were just sort of latching on to like very, very tired and uh, established conventions and tropes to the point where like you didn't see very much progression. And then like, as you mentioned, Andrew, like Atlas kind of turned that on its side with persona SMT. Um, We started seeing more of um, more of an appreciation towards uh, like aside from the rainfall games, like, some of the other stuff that Miss America was doing and then Exceed was doing. Um, and, and because of that and some of the attention that they've uh, garnered, especially through um, social media and just kind of l- latching on to certain presences, like, you know, the fact that we still have an ease game and, like, it still feels as fresh as it does with, like, like uh-huh. Lacrimosa, I... It boggles my mind that, like, uh, they've been able to kind of maintain this presence that uh, is now, I don't know, somewhere in the middle. But it's still, like, 
I think it warrants like a call out that it's still like it has a mainstream presence. Like you, yeah. we we are current. Like I mean, Octopath is on its way to being one of the one of the top selling games for the Switch, and like the Switch has already had well, some heavy hitters. It, it, and it was selling out in certain regions. Like they oh, couldn't yeah. keep copies in stock, and that's unheard of. I think in this day and age of a game like just selling through a copies of where you couldn't game. find it. Like a game yeah, that's already yeah, yeah. had its new Mario and, and its and, new and, Zelda. And, 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 and not a piece of hardware, you know. It's like just mm. a, a game release that you can't keep in stock. Like that's yeah, that, that absolutely says something. And about, a hardcore, like a hardcore JRPG at that, right? Like for sure. For I sure. think it kind of like it's a test. And, and also, and also a new IP. Like no, kind of like hey, this is like a title that's had a, like a crazy amount of entries in its series. Like this is a brand new property. Um, I kind of want to ask you guys, like, where do you like? I mean, right now it's. I don't want to say that they're dominating, uh, that the genre is dominating the scene the way it used to, but it has a presence again that that can't be ignored, and I think a lot of that too. Um, I would absolutely endear to the Switch, and especially some of the stuff that they've brought over and what the Switch's versatility does, because for a while, like the only way you could really get like an RPG sold was if it was on the Vita or 3DS. I mean, fuck. That, I still think that's, like, the only thing that even sells for a Vita anymore. Yeah. That's all that's produced these days, anyway. That or visual novels. Um, mm. and A lot of Otome games, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of curious about that, that Tokyo Kronos game, which is supposed to be a VR-centric visual novel. I don't even know how they're going to pull that off, but I'm, I'm very... Strange. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I mean... I, I bet you probably fuck something. <laughs> I can, we, can, we can only... I don't know, man. I I don't want that to be the first thing that crosses into that territory. Like, not that. I'd rather... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on, guys. Something that's uh, not as... Oh, I, I can't say pure. Maybe not not something with as much potential. We'll, we'll go with that. Sure, um, sure. Okay, that sounds good. I don't know, though. Conception 2 on the Vita. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I mean, it's a little more than just implied. Let's be real. So, wasn't it on DS, too? Uh, that was on DS. It was, uh, yeah. DS, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, huh. I'm kind of curious to see... 3Ds, huh? ...how the new uh, Shin Mikami Tensei uh, game does, and especially with it being available on the Switch. Um, uh-huh. Just, I don't know, kind of the direction that we see it going in. Um because I felt like for a while I, this genre was just gonna languish as like shovelware releases on like sm- like smartphone markets and then the Vita, which yeah, and, and you've seen a lot of that too, like RPGs on 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 smartphones, absolutely, and those are no good uh, for the mm, most part. Um, kind of kind of smacks of Chrono Trigger on Steam. Oh right? God, yeah, yeah, dude, that was such a fucking letdown. Because I was actually about to buy that shit too. Um, you know, and I think you kind of mentioned like, like where, where do you see things kind of going forward or how things will progress going forward? Um, you know, I, I, I kind of harp a lot about the Western RPGs, but I think what they did right is I like the idea that they really embrace the, you're not making your own character. You're not making your own, you know, person in this world. Like you play the character, you play Shepard, you play Geralt, like you played the main character and that's the story you experience. The choices and decisions you make can impact the stories, you know, how it's going forward, but you are this, you know, title character. And I think that Japanese games, in a sense, do that, but they're always, like, nondescript, non-speaking 
you know, characters that just they're are ciphers that you're of, supposed to like inject their own personality. They're, to. they're, 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 they're a, they're a vessel yeah. that kind of siphons all this stuff happening around them, but have no real impact of their own. And I feel like that's maybe what that the JRPG could do going forward. And I think that the Shin Megami Tensei games specifically could do going forward, you know, is implant that, Hey, like this is a person. These are things that are happening to this person and not just like you said, a cipher to, you know, kind of, you know, I I think that's something they can do. I think that we're in a day and age where, you know, it kind of goes back to the respect of the player's maturity. You know, I think that, if you have an R-rated, not R-rated, a mature-rated game, something like Persona that is to be played by a mature audience, then by all means, you can go there. You can take some 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 risks, and you can take some steps in a direction that may not be what is known of that genre. And I think that's what we kind of need going forward. But I'm not saying, like, it's The Witcher where I'm going to get down in a hot tub or I'm going to get, like, <laughs> nasty with this chick on a unicorn. Like, it ain't about that. <laughs> I mean, that is a good part of Mass Effect, but it was because of the work and effort going forward to build and establish these relationships. To this day, the one of the most impactful moments of a video game in my entire life was when I played Mass Effect 2 and then went into Mass Effect 3 with Thane. And there was this interaction with Thane that I won't go into details, you know, for spoiler reasons, but you can go man, to the Games Club because we did a huge trilogy games yes. club. And and and, and that, that relationship and that to this day still impactful like I still think about it and and I think it because it's just like the payoff was so worth it you know and those relationships and the things that you felt like was so worth it and I think that people are still clinging to that thing I think people are still chasing that after Final Fantasy 7 like you know Aerith dies spoiler yeah uh you know and I think they still cling to that feeling of like this loss and this redemption, like they, they cling to that. And I think that's what they want out of those types of games. In my opinion, at least that's, yeah, there, there are mechanics in those games that people enjoy the grindiness of it all. But I feel like they're still clinging to that feeling, like, like that impact that they first got. With well, something the thing like that. Is about it is, is like, it's that fatigue, like a lot of the, like the hero's journey, like certain conventions, uh-huh. all of that has just been done to the point where like, there's only so many times that just like can, trying too hard. Yeah, and even then, like yeah. we're you know, for every person who still clings onto uh, the opera scene from Final Fantasy VI, you get somebody who hasn't been exposed to Final Fantasy VI during its prime that like plays a shitload yeah. of RPGs after it, and then you try to explain to them the gravity of the scene, and like it's just been done to death so many times that like you know, it's not as impactful. It, yeah, sure. it's it's very yeah, difficult yeah. to kind of have like. It, it's it's sort of that like lightning doesn't strike twice moment, and I feel as though we are able to build these sort of attachments because like uh, Western games are trying to give more agency to the players and have them inject things that actually um, it, it actually significantly impact the direction development of the character versus like a, a a roadmap of conventions that like we might like prefer to see out of our protagonist than the other. That like certain mm-hmm. Japanese Japanese games at most maybe have like scratched upon and nothing deeper. Um, but you know, I think with Octopath Traveler and some of the other stuff that's uh, like in the market, um, and along the way, especially with the Switch and also with uh, new possibilities that VR gaming has introduced, I think the JRPG mm-hmm. is here to say. I mean, um. What did I do to deserve this? Uh, that that lovely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the fact that that has a VR game, it, like uh-huh. in, like that that's in the works is mind-boggling to me. But like, 
Um, we're going to see like more of this genre again. I'm, I, for one, am happy. I encourage it, and I really hope. And I mean, aside from Octopath Traveler, like another game you'll see a review for, it, and like I was pleasantly surprised was uh, Shining Resonance from Sega. And I, you know, like who the fuck has a revenance for a Shining game that doesn't belong, that, that isn't on the Genesis, you know? Like yeah, it, it, yeah. it's been quite some time since the, like that name has even been relevant. And like, people are ready to kind of like give that a shot again. And I really hope that like we, we kind of see some re-releases. Hell, I would, I would love to see a, lo- a new lunar game. I would love to keep seeing shit. Like the fact that we're finally getting a, uh, a PC release for memories of Salsetta. So that way you don't have to lug around a Vita. You can actually play it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there's lots to look forward to, and it, I don't think there's a better time to be a JRPG fan than now because of the fact that there's so many different re-releases and new platforms to play upon and so many ways to play old favorites. Except for Panzer Dragoon. You're going to have to well, spend yeah. a lot of time <laughs> playing on that. Yeah. It's, not, it's not pretty, pretty unique anyway, yeah. Uh, I think I, like, I, I enjoy the fact that a lot of the established formulas are, are being retooled in such a way that you're not just pressing the cross button or the a button or whatever um to to go through menu after menu there's a lot more strategy and there's a lot more engagement in what you're doing in addition to having really bright colorful characters and perhaps uh the flexibility to uh convey a story in a much more mature way whereas you couldn't do that with earlier uh earlier systems at earlier times for fear of controversy sure. like xeno xeno gears for example I remember that being an extremely controversial game when it was first released in what ninety seven, uh, just because of its heavy uh, its heavy religious aspects and maybe a butt crack or two. Also, it, I think it was unfinished, and at some point it became a fucking text game near the end. I mean, I <laughs> still remember that. But like, even in like that shit, still, I mean, that's actually a different can of worms, so I won't go in that direction. But um, there's still its share of a share of controversy in uh, JRPGs, but mostly just towards, like, I mean, a lot of that criticism can be lobbied at, like, what's held onto or, or otherwise um, still prevalent in uh, Japanese pop culture and, and how that's still, like, whether or not, like, just because it's, like, something traditional doesn't mean that's okay. And, like, I think that could be, like, probably the only impediment within, like, how a JRPG is perceived in the West. But even then, I'd like to think that, like, games like Octopath Traveler is progressive. But because of that awareness that I think some developers now have for the Western market to where they're Mm -hmm. not trying to appeal, but they are, in a sense, also trying to recognize. I think it's a healthy medium. Like... Yeah, want to recognize some aspects and not completely just deliver this obnoxiously um, a one-dimensional game that that like is just just so over the top with its uh with its reverence to certain uh, cultural conventions. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm for it. I'm yeah. I hopefully, I I I think I spoke kind of poorly of the. Uh, industry in japan about how stubborn they can be about well this is the way we want it we're not going to change we're not going to deviate you know this it's our way or no way at all and and i've been critical of that in the past when we've talked about this and i feel like that this is now them like you said embracing and i think just trying to be a little more open to the idea of hey like this change can be good this 
this blending of culture, this blending of ideas and, 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 you know, different things in the industry. Like it's a good thing. Like it's good that we're trying to take on these challenges. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're coming around. I think that's good for everyone involved. I think, I think everyone, you know, East or West, I think everyone benefits from it. So, um, hopefully that's a opportunity for everyone to kind of learn from each other and make things that are I mean, suitable for everyone. And even then, like, I think role-playing games are just kind of making it, it's so hard to distinguish what exactly is a role-playing game. Oh the- Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's God. <laughs> absolutely. Everything is at this point, right? I didn't think that like still to this day in 2018, I would see pushes for a world uh, Warcraft uh, expansion. I mean, sure. There's a final fantasy, uh, 14 movie that's like a low-key commercial but like in the best way um <laughs> yeah rpg oh it's a crossover between uh monster hunter and 14 yes. right now right. too. also also a big deal monster hunter is huge right now which, oh, who, yeah. who would have thought in america monster hunter be as big as it is like i didn't see that shit coming you no, know so oh it yeah. goes both ways too there's a behemoth in that now Jeez. nice nice but yeah i love it i'm i don't know i'm kind of happy like the fact that like we still have uh Dragon Quest 11 like mm-hmm. on the way and there's even talk that like um what was the MMO for Wii and Wii U 10 Oh Dragon Quest yeah. 10 there's even talk that that yeah. might get uh some kind of western release just to really surprise us like shit like that it's uh it's mind-boggling so I for one sure. am here and happy to totally recognize it and totally happy to see mm. I w- are we need more octopath travelers we need sure. we need more i just i'm, I'm sure i we're just wish get it. i had more time to play it yeah yeah but so it like i blame i blame adulthood on that yeah more or less but i think yeah. you know aside from that not much else to talk to uh, talk about episode in yeah. feeling yeah. good about yeah, i think i, I Hmm. Everyone's leaving happy. Yeah, episode 112 of Press Pause Radio. Cool. Well, if you liked episode 112 of Press Pause Radio, let me tell you what you guys can fucking do with this uh, new realization. You can uh, take that fervor, that enthusiasm, and then you can smash the subscribe button on iTunes, uh, or you can subscribe to us on Stitcher, or... uh, uh, scatter radio and again i'm aware of the soundcloud issue it is going to be addressed it's a, uh, it's just a matter of like me personally getting uh our house in order but i can assure you that that is definitely um on the docket um as well as you can also check out uh, a lot of our play plays and super plays and uh press pause video and and other releases on our youtube uh we are i'm still trying to get stream equipment in order uh sarah He's definitely been keeping the streaming strong over at um, SMP Studios with um, a lot of weekend stuff that we were able to talk about. And I'm actually really excited to see what he's also got on Docket as well for Bullet Heaven. Take it away, Sarah. All right. Well, if you haven't already, make sure to check out YouTube.com slash and Twitch.tv slash every weekend. Uh, Saturday at 11 p.m. Atlantic. Uh, well, it seems to be that way these days because of my work schedule. But between 10 and 11 p.m. Atlantic, which is 9 or 10 Eastern or 6 or 7 Pacific and anything in between, uh, we do the weekend mega stream every single week with uh, up to five games uh, covering any one genre and or console that we uh, we choose for that uh, particular time. We've done everything from Famicom to PS4, Switch, Shmups, 
and you, and you name it. We also do random streams every now and again, Final Fantasy XIV uh, and other uh, other shooting games, for example. I've been toying with the idea of doing a stream for Shining the Holy Ark uh, just uh, because of uh, Shining Resonance. Uh, it's one that not many people know about. It's the one that nobody likes, and I love that one. It's a pretty good I enjoyed it from what I played anyway, so I think that'd make for, make for a pretty decent stream. Um, aside from that, though, uh, what else? Bullet Heaven. We have a few interesting reviews coming up. Uh, from what I, I'm trying to nail down, uh, Shikondo Soul Eater right now. Uh, we have Eero Hero coming up on the Switch and uh, a few others. I think I might go uh, for some retro titles. But um, aside from that... Um, that's more or less what we've got on the docket here. Yeah. Uh, also, we also have the Sega Dream Quest project, which uh, may get a new name change uh, to maybe draw more viewers in because any, anything that isn't Bullet Heaven, we don't get many views on. So uh, we might have to uh, sort of incorporate Bullet Heaven into it. But we're doing every single Dreamcast shoot 'em up released, um, and we've got most of the titles down. I just bought some new camera equipment, new lighting. We're buying new tables. It's going to look pretty choice. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And, of course, uh, all of these productions will find their way to the main site. Yeah. And I will say just from a recent investigation, uh, Sarah's probably going to be pissed at me about this. So I didn't realize that if you wait till the very end of all of your videos on Bullet Heaven that you shout out uh, Patreon donors uh, over oh, yeah. a certain amount. And I was like, huh. I never noticed that. I guess I just I, I never like went all the way through with everything. And I know you're gonna be pissed about that because <laughs> I should be watching through the credits. But yeah, like uh, randomly you see like the you know uh, donors uh, over a certain amount get shot out after every single episode. So that that was it's a big true. deal. I think that's awesome. I think that's that's a nice way of like being a part of it and feeling like you're contributing to it. So yeah, I highly and recommend you should it. really be watch you should really be watching it until the very end because sometimes we throw bloopers at the end. As you well. do, yeah. I, I I've heard a few of them a couple times. Yeah. So some uh some recording misses, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. So I would highly recommend going. You know, check out the Patreon, uh, support it. And, and I, I know you got music coming, man. I know it's coming at some point. I'm, I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting. My Bandcamp app is still on my phone, <laughs> just awaiting the moment that that hits. So I'm it's, looking forward uh, to it. The, ti- the, the, the album has a title. It's going to be coming out this uh, October when we uh, launch uh, Series 10 yeah. uh, Series uh, for, for Mud But I'm fucking, I'm yeah. really, really like, it's gonna be on, good. on my... The uh, the album's called Mud Prince Nine Flash Wave. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Absolutely. So yeah, everyone needs to check out that Patreon. Uh, yeah, you have a URL or like a way to look up the Patreon for that. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/Seraxer. Yep, yep. Uh, f- well worth it. Well worth it. As far as your review docket, uh, I mean, we've got Fox and Forest, Yoku's Island Express, uh, Kirby Star Allies, some. Late reviews are hitting the game, but we also have got Octopath Traveler, uh, Luminous Remaster, 20XX, Coffee Crisis. Uh, tons of reviews are also going to be hitting the site. And Code of Code of Princess Code of EX. EX. Um, uh, also, we've released a, a ton of reviews right now that you guys should definitely check out. Just some stuff to keep you busy during these summer doldrums where there's like nothing fucking releasing. Um, also going to be touching upon uh, Mega Man X uh, Legacy Collection 1 and 2, as well as Sonic Mania Plus. Uh, definitely dove into that. And there's going to be more videos and streams. So also be sure to subscribe to YouTube.com slash the PPR broadcast and uh, Twitch.com slash Press Pause Radio. And 
uh, definitely uh, check that out. Also, we're going to be, like I said, kind of experimenting with new things. We're still working on it, still trying to get the SoundCloud in order and everything else. So thank you guys for sticking with us. And I guess with that, we're, we're good. I think we've got we've got all of our T's crossed and our I's dotted. Uh, this is Georgie Boy's Axe, and I, I'm still not coming down. So I, I thought I was hoping you were coming down, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime no, soon. I think I just got to uh, sleep this shit off. Ugh. Poor, poor, poor kid. Uh, this is Toast going beyond plus ultra. Dang. Nice, yeah. nice. And this is the original Sarah. Hopefully we see you uh, on the uh, live streams going on from here out. Plenty to watch and plenty to experience. Yep, come on in. Do not you're, worry. You're welcome. Because. Ah, oh, fuck all y'all. All right. Anyway. What? What, 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 what was that? Don't, don't leave me hanging, man. Do not come worry on. Because. Man, all you Boko not Hero Academia scrubs. Anyway. Um, oh man, I, I didn't know that was from that. Okay, don't worry. Uh, I am here. Oh, oh, you're, you're doing. Uh, are you doing all for one? No, all might bull. Man, all right. Episode all end. Might. Okay, done. I'm sorry. I'm done with you guys. All might though.